Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So the economy continues to fall apart. Housing prices in certain areas have dropped like 20%. Many people are predicting recession. We are seeing mass layoffs in the housing market and crypto. But crypto is kind of obvious. We know they're getting laid off because they're getting just obliterated. But uh, Joe Biden says it's a tremendous rebound. Or I, I'm sorry, it was the Hill. They said despite the rebound, people are still feeling the heat or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's massive inflation. There's talk of, I don't know if they did this today. The Fed was going to increase uh, uh, rates by what, like 0.75 or something like that? By 75, what is the number? Almost almost 1% almost or something yeah, like that? I mean, it's up to like 6.2 right now, something like it's gonna that. It's going to go up. It's gonna get, it's gonna get crazy out there. And so now, um, you know, I could not resist this headline. I've been hurt all day, cause you guys know I didn't, I didn't work today or yesterday morning, but I really want to do the show, so that's why I was resting. And so I just said, Luke, what's in the news? And Luke was like, oh, that leftist congressman said there's gonna be a civil war if the Republicans win the midterm. And I was like, that's our headline! That's, that's exactly what Tim Pool wants. <laughs> and, uh, no, but I thought it was a good kickoff because we've got protests in front of Kavanaugh's house. We've got the migrant caravan, 7,000 plus heading towards the border. They say it's one of the biggest yet. We've got Elon Musk intervening sort of when libs of tiktok is getting death threats and i guess now twitter actually started banning these accounts but all of these things obviously play into this this massive divide and i think when you see a a congressman member of the squad say that the right has been radicalized if they win they're going to start you know taking more uh power in, in federal government and then he mentions you know people who want a civil war and that's what's at stake so we're going to talk all about that stuff, and we're going to talk about what's going on in the border, especially with these fine young gentlemen who are down there. We got Drew Hernandez. Good to see you guys. I'm enjoying the Great Reset. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think Joe Biden is doing a great job, and uh, you know what? I think this Build Back Better agenda is just the perfect thing for our country. Just want to get that out of the way. So. Uh, it's it's looking good, guys. We also got Jorge Ventura. Hey, it's good to be here. And uh, like Drew said, uh, great reset's going great. I'm excited to uh, live in the in the pods and eat bugs. Right. Hear that? Media matters. We're a good show. We are a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got Luke. Orale, vatos. How are you? Guys? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Luke. Okay, Luke. Yeah, right off the bat. I hope Media Luke. Matters yeah. stop watching. Luke's that one, one brown guy. Oh, wants I can't help it. Luke, you're invited to the car. I'm a person of color, so technically I'm allowed. To do God. this, I come here with one very simple message. People will forget your words, people will forget your accomplishments, but people will never forget that you voted for Biden. Yes. If you like Ooh. that message, it's on my t shirt. You could get it on the bestpoliticalshirts.com and support me. Thank you so much for having nah, me. Screw that, Luke. And you need a t shirt that says Orale Vatos with a picture of me <laughs> and more hate right on it. Uh, we're working on it right now as we're speaking. Oh uh, muy bien, uh, amigos. Gracias. Gracias, Luke. Thank you. How do we follow that? Yeah, uh, so follow this guy again, little, little Spanish, Seamus. He's the PC police. I need people to speak like very slowly when they speak Spanish to me because I, you know, I speak it better than I understand it. But that's how I am with English too. Yeah. Wait, I don't, say, I don't know say it in Gaelic. 
Uh, excuse me? Do you just assume? <laughs> you just assume that I can't? How many racist remarks what? are going to be thrown yes. at the guests yes. on this show? This, this show is, is starting on a defensive. great I know. Foot. This is horrible. A lot of racism. A lot of racism. So, <laughs> my name is uh, Seamus Coglin. Oh I have gosh. a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We upload animated cartoons every single week, sometimes twice a week. We got some bangers coming out over the next two weeks. Um, and I've also got a website I just launched, freedomtunes.com. You guys go over there, five bucks a month. You are going to get extra content, an extra cartoon every week. You're also going to be supporting independent content, so we will not be as reliant on big tech and can also make jokes that uh, won't necessarily fly on YouTube. Oh, nice. Freedomtunes.com. Cannot believe that I told this nice lady that I met today to tune into the show this evening, and Luke kicks it off. <laughs> I'm great. I hope it gets better from here. Nice to see you again, guys. We also, we've got a couple uh, people chilling yeah, in the back. We, have a we got Richie friends. McGinnis and Taylor Silverman hanging out in the back got of the... Shirt on. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good shirt. Yeah, I like yeah, that shirt. Yeah, that's a good Is that yeah. one of your shoots and shirts? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's John McAfee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John McAfee. John McAfee. John McAfee. Yeah. But don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. We're going to have a members-only show coming up at 11 p.m. tonight. I can only imagine with the, with the amount of people we have in this room, it'll be particularly rowdy and fun. So <laughs> you want to yeah. check that one out because I'm sure it'll be, as I mentioned, rowdy. But uh, you're also supporting our journalists. We have a bunch of great reporters. We're hiring more. We just had another reporter today. So I'm really excited for all of this and our infrastructure. We're working on some infrastructure deals in the background because we want to get away from these big tech Silicon Valley censorship machines. That's why we use Rumble infrastructure on the back end for our website and for our video player. We got more coming. So again, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's jump into the first story. Wait, I just want to mention the reason Tim is has had a pain in his back is because Luke has Munchausen syndrome by proxy, and he's been slowly oh, poisoning yeah? him. Oh, he's been literally uh-huh. stabbing me in the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> really funny there. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say because Luke has a pain in his back. <laughs> That's also <laughs> so that would have been more clever. Pain in the behind would have been something you know an adult would say. But. Yes. All right, here's here's <laughs> an adult. Are you going to lecture me? All right, no more laughing. Now we're going to get depressed. Here's the story. Oh boy, black pills. Yes, quad. Rep Bowman predicts civil war if GOP takes control in midterms. I do think that headline is a little strong. Yeah. What he actually said was he went on to warn that Republicans gaining control of the House and or Senate would embolden dangerous and violent extremists to take further control. Quote, it would also embolden Republicans and the far right and white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that it is their time to not just take power in the House, but the Senate the White House, and the state houses across the country. We've got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election, he warned. I'd just like to point out that it's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Your Republicans just did a deal on gun control. You, you don't you don't see Republicans coming out and being like, be, could you imagine Mitch McConnell being like, I want a machine gun in the hand of every child? Like, <laughs> they just there's nowhere they're nowhere close to anything like that. So to come out and say they're radicalized, but the funny thing is, what about winning an election makes him think they will then move for civil war? Like, exactly, people revolt when they're losing in right. the political system. Winning in the political system emboldens a person to keep trying to pursue more victories within the political system. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited about the Republicans mm. getting into power and then sitting on their hands and doing absolutely exactly. nothing. No, then- that's wrong. You are wrong, Luke. Yeah, they're not going to go do ahead. nothing. They're going to capitulate to the Democrats right. and take away our rights. <laughs> 
I mean, no, but you are right. You are right. I'm kidding. They're trying everything. They're throwing everything at the wall and hoping that it sticks from the Roe v. Wade uh, to obviously this J6. They're trying everything they can to just throw it out there to radicalize their base. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the J6 stuff is not going to stick with them. Because I think a lot of people are watching this stuff and it doesn't add up. I mean, they they have this show trial, don't they? Have like an an ABC uh, producer yeah. putting the trial together. It's, or something it's like impossible that. It, to it's, watch. It's, man. it's ridiculous, and people it's are so watching boring. this. Like, is this really a threat? Like, is this really the threat? Is this really? A, is it going to be climate change? Is it going to be Roe v. Wade? What is, is it going to be? A police killing a bunch of black people? Like, they try everything, and I just hope a lot of people are waking up to like they just want to manipulate you and radicalize you. You see, Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul came Goodness out and was gracious. like, if you exactly. don't see why voting for Biden was the problem, you're the American problem. And he's not like a right winger. And, you know, uh, you know, Bowman's actually, you know, you, whatever, whatever you think of him, he's actually he's uh, he's a lot smarter than this. And he knows that he's actually stoking division when he goes his lane. Mm-hmm. He calls himself a progressive. So he understands the struggles of the working class. He, sh- he should just be honest and say, hey, if the establishment Democrats, con- you know, continue in the way they are, we're losing the working class vote. People can't, have, you know, even afford gas, groceries. And Bowman knows that he's he's a progressive, but he's. He's kind of aligned himself with the establishment ever since he got into office, like the rest of the the, the squad they who, all did. They all who, did. who voted for the forty billion for Ukraine. Yeah, and so I want to make a point, bouncing off that. I think you're you're absolutely correct there. And one thing I would add is it's interesting that someone who's part of the squad, which has very strong leanings, if not overt support for Marxist theory, would say that there's going to be a revolt in this country because the wrong political faction is winning, and not because I don't know gas is going mm-hmm. to reach $8 a gallon because your average person is struggling to buy food because people are incapable of caring for their own family with a single wage. That's the funny thing. But he knows like, that. Like, the thing is, he, he's smart enough to... AOC, she knows that, but they, they decide not to talk about those issues. They have now aligned themselves with the establishment. And I mean, I think the funniest thing about the uh, the squad is they champion themselves like, oh, we're the outsider. We're going to go in there and we're going to fight Pelosi and the, and the establishment left. And they've just literally aligned with them every single way. Yep. I think yeah. they might start leaning into the Civil War narrative because the real issue is when people can't eat, when they can't drive, when they can't work, that's when you mm-hmm. start seeing the breakdown. I forgot what it's called, but there's like an, an, an equation or whatever that when the cost of, uh, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, we did. When I the cost of goods called. reaches a certain point to the, co- to, the, to the value of labor, then it just, the system breaks. What's, just, the, mm-hmm. what's the quote? We're only three meals away from a right. revolution? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I forgot yeah, who yeah. said that, uh, but, but someone will correct me in the comments. That was, but, uh, that was just, we, we, that was, uh, it was, um, the, in Jurassic, Jurassic World Dominion. That's who said it. Yes, no, exactly. Right, yeah. Yes, that's when we saw the movie together, and that's why it just came to my mind right <laughs> didn't now. Didn't invite me, but it, it, we didn't. No, three meals that away good, from a revolution. Is that what you said? Uh, exactly. And, and historically, we have to we have to understand whenever there's civil unrest, whenever there's a larger conflict, whether internal or external, it usually is fostered because of economic instability and chaos. Mm-hmm. This economic instability is being spurred on by deliberate decisions by the Biden administration that is literally shooting this economy in the foot and. This is going to prelude a larger conflict that's going to unfold in some kind of way because history dictates that this is going to happen because it always happens this way. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Come on, man. Come on, man. I totally agree. Well, I think you agree with me. Yeah, I know. Every every, every now and again, the man makes a good point. And you're completely correct. I would go a little bit further, too. I think there's something very unique about the present economic crisis we're facing, which is that people don't really have any ability to gauge what normal prices are, because during the pandemic, we actually saw a bit of deflation within key industries. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the cost of a gallon of gasoline where I was living was like a dollar forty five cents. So if we had a relatively normal cost of gasoline back in 2020 and it was something around like $253 and now it was up to $5, that would certainly be a problem. But when people are used to gas being significantly less expensive than the average and then it shoots up over $5, you're going to see massive economic consequences that which you wouldn't otherwise see. Well, it's like a, it's 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 like an inverse big ask, right? Mm-hmm. So here, here here this is the Trump method, right? I think he writes about this in the Art of the Deal. I haven't read it, but the idea is ask for like twice of what you want. So I'd be like, Drew, mm-hmm. give me a hundred dollars for this, you know, drink. And then when you're like a hundred bucks, that's crazy. I'll say, okay, fifty, and you're like, ah, fifty, that's half. Even though fifty is that, you know, you ask for way more than you want. This is an inversion of that where people get used to a real. I'll put it this way: if you were if you were in a place that had dollar fifty for gas, and it jumps to five bucks. You're looking at a massive increase. Mm -hmm. If it was already four bucks for like a year, you'd be angry and used to it. You'd be desensitized. So this is a much, much bigger shock to people. And you'd be upset by it. Anyone's going to be upset by price increases, especially if their wages are not rising at an equivalent rate. But Mm. it's also the fact that people have sort of lost the ability to make calculations about what things should ordinarily cost because nothing's really been at a normal price for about two years or so. We got a lot of news in the economy, but let's stick to the civil war topic mm-hmm. because even Yahoo News released an article um, just moments ago, and it's titled "The Supreme Court Could Foster a New Kind of Civil War." Mm-hmm. So th- this is conversation that's being normalized. I was warning about this for you know a, a couple years now. It's called the divide and conquer agenda, and I think it's important to understand right now because from my perspective, there's a bunch of ruling elites manipulating the left and the right to mm-hmm. fight each other on cultural issues, on issues that I would even regard as petty in some instances. While we are getting screwed and literally robbed of our wealth and money and potential to have any kind of a legitimate future for our children. So, so I, I think, you know, this term, civil war, you've been talking about it forever, Tim. I, I, I think is, is something that we should discuss further because it, 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 I think there's a big potential for this. Well, I think we're in a new kind of civil war already. I've t- certainly talked about it. When you, when you see the left go around destroying buildings in 2020, 529, never forget, the leftist insurrection at the White House, where they tried tearing down the fences, they tore down the barricades, set fire to a guard post, and they tried to raise St. John's Church, the famous president's church. And 150 officers get injured in these protests. That was an insurrection. The president was forced into a bunker, and they laughed at him for it. How many federal agents and officers of the law were injured there? 150. And Tim, my point real quick, sorry, is just that where's the, where's the, the hearings? Where the arrests, where's the, uh, uh, where's any Republican to come out and be like, look what happened here? Yeah, so when the federal government and law enforcement is only going after one group of people and the other faction is doing substantial, more, substantially more damage, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, look, the gov, it's, some people say anarcho tyranny, and I'm like, anarcho tyranny is like criminals get away with it, but law abiding citizens get arrested. This is something different. This is, Antifa and far leftists go around smashing and destroying, and then the media and the government look away. Mm-hmm. And then you get a handful of like, what, what are this Patriot Front group that no one believes is real anyway yeah. and no one cares mm-hmm. about, gets arrested for simply going into a city. They get surrounded, they get a conspiracy charge. I mean, look, 
everybody thinks they're feds anyway. So I kind of thought it was funny. But if you're people in a truck and they surround you and arrest you just for that, I mean, you didn't do anything. We're already at a point where $2 billion in insurance damage, and it was probably more than that. Buildings destroyed, burned down all across this country and nothing. 30, 30 or so deaths related to, the, to this rioting and nothing. I don't care. Look, arrest Patriot Front if they're doing something wrong, right? But right. what about literally the other factions that are doing substantially worse? Nothing is getting done. Well, yeah. we definitely are uh, are in a political, psychological information war that you're seeing unfold through education, through the mainstream media, through movies, through Hollywood, through music, through CRT, through all of these agendas and teachings that come through all of these channels. And I think I think the bigger picture here is it's not necessarily left versus right. It's this global agenda from the top down. And I think the, the uniparty is nothing new, but I think a lot of people view it this way where it's like, it's left versus right in the United States. I think that's the way they want us to view it. They want us into a civil war. They want us attacking each other. So it gives this global elite an excuse for full government overreach. And the, 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 the craziest part about this entire thing is people that believe they're on the right side, right? Which we would say like people on the left or whatever, right? People that think the useful idiots that are on the ground, like Tim is talking about, the Antifa people, the BLM people, these far leftists, these Marxist professors and universities and you name it, right? These people think they're on the right side because they have the power in all these institutions, especially big tech. That's another one to name. Mm -hmm. They think they're on the right side, but you're literally being used just to push an agenda forward so that the bigger powers at B can come in and just have an excuse to take over everything. And anyone that's not in line at that point doesn't matter whether you're on the left or the right. If you're not in line with the power structure or the agenda, you're gone. Absolutely. One of the biggest hurdles to the expansion of authoritarianism in this country is the Constitution. What's the easiest and fastest way to get rid of a Constitution? Emergencies. Civil Chaos, war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A civil Chaos. war. One side comes out on top and they just say, that's Martial gone. Law. That's just gone. That's gone right. So uh, we, we with Abraham Lincoln, right? The suspension of habeas corpus. I think they what did they they threatened to arrest the uh, the assembly they, in Maryland. I think they arrested and, and killed people by the state for for just simply disagreeing with the, the centralized government at that time. Well, it's interesting. You were mentioning the fact that people have really been propagandized to accept a lot of these left wing ideas. But even so, going back to Tim's comments about uh, May 29th and the way that's treated is compared to January 6th. For as propagandized as this public has been, according to polling data, something like two-thirds of people would like to see an investigation into the 2020 riots, mm-hmm. whereas less than half of American citizens polled want an investigation into January 6th. Mm-hmm. So even though it would be tremendously politically popular for the Republicans to look into the 2020 riots, I'm not going to hold my breath. You know, well, what's Unipar, interesting about yeah. the, um, the 2020 riots and being there covered on the ground, the majority of the businesses that were burnt down were black and brown owned, yeah. immigrant owned. I was actually I was an intern for the Daily Caller, but I was, my first night on the ground was actually five twenty nine, and I've you know I've never seen anything wow. like that when they were attacking Secret Service. Now that night, I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I um I broke the story of he was with Fox News at the time, Leland Vittard. He was assaulted by those Black Lives Matter supporters. Yeah. Now, could you imagine if it was CNN, Jim Acosta, and it was the other way around? I mean, we would they would never let us forget about it. I guarantee you, people don't even remember that Leland got got assaulted because he works for Fox News. But if it was Jim Acosta, oh man, we would. 
we wouldn't hear the end of it. I'll, I'll take it a step further. BLM attacked CNN's headquarters in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and LA. Out and the LA. Windows. And, and for all the rhetoric we've heard about how the media feels unsafe doing their job as honest brokers because people make memes of Donald yeah. Trump in a wrestling match punching a person with CNN's logo photoshopped over his face. When BLM attacks them and is literally rioting at their front doors and breaking into their building, it's, well, oh, come on. Mostly this isn't peaceful. that big of a deal. It's mostly peaceful. They were it's, like, we, we, it is fine. We understand. Understand, um, you know, language of the unheard. Language of the unheard. Yes, remember the yes. most. He's like, they are mostly peaceful, and the police station's on fire That's behind them. Yeah. Iconic. It, it was even iconic during the riots of like uh, black business owners having to put signs saying, "This is black owned." Like, wow. yeah. don't burn me down. And I, I know Drew, you remember this when we were in Kenosha. All the apartment buildings have to, having to put signs saying, "Hey, kids, live here. Please don't burn it down." That was they the did it scary. again right before the trial, the Rittenhouse trial. When I went out there, I was driving down those same streets and the same signs were out there. There was like this senior citizen home that was like, hey, old people live here. Yeah, well, be, we want to be burned down. My chaos. favorite was those college kids that were cheering on the BLM protest and were like, yeah, oh, then, go, then they, guys. And then they got a brick through the window. <laughs> like, oh, no. We're with you! And they kept throwing more bricks and I'm like, this is this is the true reality of, of the consequences that people don't realize that they have to deal with. Let me pull up the story. We got this from yeah. TimCast.com. House passes bill to protect family members of SCOTUS justices. 27 Democrats voted against it. So, of course, oh, of course, you guys have heard they're protesting in front of Kavanaugh's house. This is a continuation of that story. They decide to protest in front of just Justice's homes. It's illegal to do so. An activist organization publishes information showing people how to get to these homes, which should, I'm assuming, is also illegal. The federal government says nothing. They're, they're not going to they're not going to intervene. And then Jen Tsaiki comes out and says, well, we certainly encourage this. They're still defending it. A dude shows up to kill Kavanaugh. They they say, OK, well, yo, we're going to arrest that guy. And now people are still protesting. I watch these videos of people marching in front of the homes of Kavanaugh and their statements coming from the neighbors. The neighbors said after what happened, especially we don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. And we're supposed to just live this way. Mm-hmm. No, they should be arrested. I could not imagine that. I want you all to imagine this. Like, remember what happened to Tucker Carlson? They went oh, to yeah. his house, mm-hmm. were banging on his door, and his wife had to hide in the pantry. Mm-hmm. Now they want to take your guns away? Mm. Yo, when they've got people burning down your businesses, coming to your home and threatening you, and it's happened that they've gone to people's houses on numerous occasions, and now they're saying take away their guns, red flag laws. Let me tell you something. You can't even call in, the police, Tim, because they're going to wait outside for 40 minutes. Well, we're com- sure, sure. Right. But, but in Wisconsin, there was a group of Black Lives Matter activists. They thought some girls had been kidnapped. They showed up to this house where they thought the kidnapping happened, and they set fire to it. Someone, the fire got put out by, I think, emergency services. They set fire to it again. This same group of people went in front of another guy's home because apparently had an altercation with a neighbor. They called him racist. So you've got these same people. Everybody knows they were involved in arson. Someone was. And so he brandishes a shotgun through his window. The police come and arrest him. Mm-hmm. Now, look, people outside in front of your home, he felt threatened. There's, a, there's, a, there's an argument about whether or not he should have brandished a weapon. I mean, he's in his own home and he's making a warning. And so they said, you can't point a weapon at people. But then it's a question of if these are people who have set fire to a house and they're in front of your home and you're defending yourself, like, how would you like, imagine this, someone's coming to your property with violent intentions and you're like, I can't point my weapon at them until after they attack you. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't like the conflict. I don't like that he did it. The point is, here's what's going to happen. You will be in your house activists and protesters and extremists will show up and will scream at you. And then when you say, like, back off, we are armed, they'll call in a red flag. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, he's a crazy guy with a gun. And the cops will show up and say, hand over your guns. 
I, w- I warned about this in 2018. I said it's only a matter of time because we were watching the police not do anything. When one of these group, a group of people will show up to your house. And this, this is where I was, I was talking about with Tucker Carlson. Here's what will happen because I've watched this happen in real time. You guys have probably seen this too. You'll have a group of 50 people. They'll all be standing back and they'll all be yelling. Mm-hmm. One guy will will like bang on the glass. Then as soon as he does, a bunch of other mm-hmm. people start banging on the glass because mm-hmm. someone crossed the line and they cross with him. Mm-hmm. The glass breaks. Then everyone's standing back like, oh, the, the, the door's open. One person will slowly look in and then someone else will look in and then the rest of the crowd will be like, oh, they're going in. Mob mentality. And then they'll start mobbing in. Mm-hmm. We saw that with those shopping malls during the riots oh, where yeah. it was like, I think it was Jake Paul or whoever went in. And so what I'm saying is what will happen is they'll, they'll go to someone's house like Tucker Carlson. They're banging on the door. Eventually, someone's going to break the door and it's going to pop open. Then you're going to see the mob mentality. One person's going to peek in. Another person's going to step in. And then everyone's going to rush in. Tim, I disagree with you. Uh, the, the police officers during the BLM riots, they did do something. They got on their knees and they put up their fist and That's they true. joined in unison. Right. So did the FBI. So did the CIA. And when they were tweeting a support of Black Lives Matter, they were tweeting in support of Marvel movies like like Black Panther, which somehow was connected in some kind of weird <laughs> way. So so seeing this this larger weaponization of the intelligence agencies, seeing these police officers within the last two to three years, they exposed themselves. They showed exactly who they are. They are agents of the state, the state that is represented by the people in power that abuse their power for their own political purposes, for their own financial gain. So this is clear as day. And and obviously, the, the same people that weaponized these intelligence agencies, these police departments, to excuse some of the worst horrible behavior where, where dozens of people died are the same ones that are telling you, Trust the police. Just so give Luke, up I'm your just, arms. I'm just following orders. Exactly. I'm just following orders. Yeah, yeah, which is absolutely illogical. That's, that's what those New York police officers were saying when they were literally arresting kids for eating inside at a restaurant without, vac- without mm-hmm. the vaccination. I'm just exactly. following orders. Exactly. That's not... You know. It's horrible. I mean, you take you take a look at, but that's by design. That's that that gets pushed by this agenda because you have these politicians like the story that we're talking about calling uh, civil wars among us, accusing political opponents of a civil war that's going to be sparked by them. I think Chuck Schumer literally called out Kavanaugh in a video, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, "You're going to feel the wrath that's or right. your the pain, pain or some pain or the yeah. whirlwind the or something like that." Mm-hmm. Right. But they they see. Here's the thing: is I think a lot of people. That may not be politically invested. They don't really look into this stuff as much as we do. We're like obsessed. We're just yeah, waiting and true. waiting and waiting. But the, the average person is just watching this and maybe thinking like this is just happening. It, it's just happening. Here we are in American history where something is happening. It's not by design. It's not intentional. There's just these political opponents that are against each other. But people need to understand these people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer, when he says that to the nation, knows who he's talking to. He knows the Antifa types. He knows the far left extremists are going to hear that and take it to the next level. But they already get a pass because all these crooked DAs, this crooked law enforcement, the crooked FBI, the crooked you name it, all these law enforcement agencies have been radicalized, have been infiltrated by these globalist uh, organizations where they give them a pass and don't let them do anything. So at the same time, it's like this sub, this continual subversion where you cannot trust anything. Where but but that's where the Constitution comes in. I I appreciate what the police I appreciate what the police can do. They make mistakes. They can screw up big time. But at the end of the day, you should have the ability to defend yourself and your family. Period. Because you could call nine one one and they may not make it in time. You could call nine one one and some 
uh, officer like in Uvalde decides to call a stand down for 40 minutes outside of a school and then all these kids get slaughtered while they're calling 911. That's human error. That's why you need the ability to defend yourself. But this is why Joe Biden is coming out and saying the Second Amendment is not absolute. It was not meant to be absolute. It, it, it is the perfect storm. Like I said, they're trying. They want. They need something, Luke. It, it might if be, it's not the gun grab, if it's not Roe v. versus Wade, if it's not climate change, it, they, they, they're. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think is what they're just really well, going kind with of right kind now? of like Luke, Luke said is they want you focused on the culture war while, mm-hmm. while they just destroy you know your right. warfare and. Right now, to be honest, like I think inflation is a gift for the GOP if they could take advantage of it. If you guys even look at the polls right now, uh, Joe Biden with Hispanics is record low. With Hispanics, so is the lowest. Bad. They're at that twenty six percent. The last poll I saw with the uh, for blacks were at thirty four percent. So even the minorities are not supporting Joe Biden. That's why I know Jamal Bowman. He's a lot smarter than what what he's saying. That's why he has to do the civil war stuff to do the divide and conquer. But he knows the working class is struggling. He knows uh, he knows that Hispanics and blacks do not approve of, of what Joe Biden is doing because we all feel the pain at the pump. We all fill at the groceries and even today guys we were interviewing um we were interviewing some people at the gas station just talking to to see how it was affecting their daily lives and one woman mentioned to us and she said hey everything is up and i'm still getting paid the same mm-hmm. and i think that's how you know that relates to very well that's, some people that, are that's part of the goal so yeah. I, i'm not so convinced that there's a larger agenda like i don't think there's a group of people who said in tw- by 2050 we want these things now we do know there is like the 2030 agenda like there are literally groups of people like davos what i mean to say is I think when it comes to the political powers and the corporate powers, some of these groups have ideas of what they want to see the future like, but they're mostly focused on the here and now. And that is, mm-hmm. what can we do to reduce consumption? Joe Biden mm-hmm. and the Democrats have literally said they want to do this. Joe Biden has literally said he wants to transition off fossil fuels. So when you see them take these actions that transition us away from fossil fuels and make everything harder and more expensive, I mean, they told you they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there may be... He literally told the nation that... Food shortages are coming. Here's what I want to clarify. They're probably looking to the future and saying, here's what I want the future to look like. But what I mean is most of their actions are based off of what can we, what are we doing today? So Joe Biden today will say, what's going to get people to stop spending money? Mm-hmm. What's going to get production to go down? There's too much garbage. There's too much po- pollution. These are the environmentalists, the climate change people who have literally told you they're going to do it. And now it's happening. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of pawns in that particular game, but there's also a lot of shot callers. So I think we should understand it in, in both of those different perspectives because they both play a very important role here. But uh, as far as what we're seeing, I mean, they've been talking about this for a very long time. They name it different things. But essentially, when you boil it down, it's about human enslavement. It's about getting rid of human rights. It's about getting rid of people's wealth. And that's exactly what the policies they have been implementing to a point where Biden's senior advisor, Gina McCarthy, came out today and said people who criticize this green transition, this green energy transition needs to be censored on big tech social media. She advocated for the censorship of this criticism, which she is calling this green transfer. Uh, so, so again, what we're seeing here, just like you were mentioning it earlier, Tim, is a transition that they want, that they're implementing. There's going to be a lot of pain and suffering associated with it, but they don't, they don't want you knowing that it's directly caused by them. Yeah. So I, I want to make a point here. You guys are sort of talking about social issues being a distraction. And I disagree that that's all they are, but I would agree with you that in this particular situation, that's almost certainly the reason that the left is trying to cling to every different social issue they can come into contact with. So I believe that these issues are actually really significantly important to the long-term health of our nation. But obviously right now, the way they're, the reason they're picking them out is because they're just looking for something that they can find to ingratiate themselves with the American public because people are not happy with them. And 
people are going to blame them for everything that's going wrong under their watch. And so even with the issues where they would like to argue they're politically popular, we've talked about this on the show a couple times before, but when it, when it comes to abortion, they'll say something like, well, you know, there are many pro-choice Americans, so maybe if we talk about abortion enough and the fact that Roe might be overturned, we could win some votes. But then they take the most radically far-left pro-abortion position they can, and they turn off a lot of pro-choice people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So. They don't even know how to win on social issues anymore. And on top of that, with the economy as horrible as it is, your average person is saying, how can I feed my family if this gets worse? Well, and the left does not have an answer for them other I than have. this actually isn't bad or it's, it's transitory or deal with it. So let, me, let me pull this up here from Real Clear Politics. We have President Biden's job approval. It's currently at 38.9. It is abysmally low. It is just this is apocalyptic Jeez. for the president. Here's what I want to mention. So, uh, uh, you know, Seamus, you were talking about how the left will take the most far left position on many things, which, mm-hmm. which drives moderates away. Mm-hmm. But I think we got a bigger problem. What they're betting on is people are too scared to resist no matter what. Mm-hmm. So they can say the craziest thing because, in fact, the crazy scares people. Mm-hmm. When you've got a president with, a, with an approval rating of 38.9%, you'd think – Every late night comedian would come out and be like, this president sucks. <laughs> yeah. You'd think every regular person at the water cooler would be like, wow, Biden's trash, isn't he? Why? It's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like the guy. 54.7% disapproval in aggregate. It's safe to say nobody likes the guy. Yet for some reason, they still defend him. The media still comes out and protects him. Uh, I, I posted a tweet from the Hill. They were like, despite the economic rebound, I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> are you crazy? Stop defending this guy. This is the issue. They can push any insane policy they want because people will not deviate. Mm. Even if they deep down hate him. They get well, a call from a pollster. Do you like the president? No. What's Would you tell your friends? They're bought and no. paid for. They can't. No, what's, what's interesting, do. if you guys even watch, um, like, I always pay attention to the Spanish media, and if you're watching, like, Telemundo and Univision, mm-hmm. you feel like you're watching Fox News now, because they have been completely upset at how they they destroyed the, the working class, and like I said, um, you know, shout out to my Latinos, we have Biden at 26, um, we, have him at the lo- we have him at the lowest, um, but I, I'm telling you, right now, even that media, like I said, turn on Telemundo, and you feel like you're watching the Spanish Tucker Carlson, because they were hammering yeah. on Biden on every single episode. Good. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't George Soros just spend, like, yeah, yeah. Dollars buying yeah. out. They're very worried the about Miami. the. They're worried about the, the the reason why they're also worried about the Hispanic vote because they're also they've been looking at South Texas in 2016. All those all those counties um, in South Texas are overwhelmingly Latino, like 80. percent They all swung to Hillary Clinton by over 10 to 15 Ooh. points. It wasn't even close. 
Fast forward to 2020, every single county has swung to, to the GOP off the issue of the border. Now, the, the, the Latino base in down in South Texas is, is fascinating because you go down there. They, they do want a wall, but at the same time, they'll probably vote for a $15 minimum wage. They'll probably vote for mm-hmm. a Medicare for all. It's really true working class, but I think, the, I think the, the Dems are looking at what's, what's going on and how fast they're, lo- they're losing that, that Latino vote, and they're very worried you, about that. You had, me, going, at George, let's, let's you had me at George Soros. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the, the, I mean, he's going against DeSantis in Florida heavily yep. as well. That's another important aspect. Go ahead. The, the Democrats are going, you know, we're, we're, we're losing the Mexican vote. Let's call them something they hate. Look, Tinks, you guys are yes. Tinks now. But I, this I is actually it. part I of why it. I do think social issues are very important. The Democrats know that they are at risk of losing the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. so what they're trying to do is erode the Hispanic family as much as they possibly can so they can get them dependent upon the welfare state. And the way to do that is to break down gender norms and barriers in Latinx and terms like that are an emblematic way of doing so. I just, I just, I just want to add for, for, for like, like, like Latino voters, the biggest gift right now that, that the left is giving to, to, the, to the right when it comes to Latino voters is pushing CRT and transgenderism. Mm-hmm. That turns off Don't Hispanic play. voters yep. like crazy. We just did a mini doc in Loudoun County focusing on how they basically won their school boards. That was led by Salvadoran voters, Chinese nationals, Ooh. and in Indian immigrants. And I think people people forget that. And look, as a Hispanic, I'm, I'm telling you right now, a lot of my family members and other people I know, behind closed doors, the majority of Hispanics, they're not even on board with same-sex marriage yet. Let, let yeah. me... Let and me the groomer stuff. Up. I mean, you try and groom a Hispanic kid, <laughs> I guarantee you, you're going to Dude, that mom is coming with that chancla, bro. That chancla is coming. You try and take the Hispanics' guns away and you try and touch their kids, you will lose at every single turn. But that's what these people are doing right now. And they think we're stupid. They look yeah. us in the eye and they think what we're dumb and that we're just going to let these people touch our kids and groom our kids as if it's normal. But that's not going to happen Look, in I'll, any way, shape, or form. I, I want to pull up this. Uh, I got the real clear politics average from Donald Trump. Oh, nice. Oh. What do you think Donald Trump's approval? Well, you can see it now, I guess. His approval rating after January 6th, it dropped to 39.3 from low. 43.7. Now, full, full disclosure, Donald Trump's lowest point was, I believe, what was it, 37.2 or 37. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very low at one point. But what I'm saying is after January 6th, Trump's approval rating is, is 39.3. Right now, Joe Biden is at 38.9. When the Democrats come out and say, January 6th, I'm like, Joe Biden right now is less popular than Trump was after that. Why are you thinking that's going to do anything for you? It's the economy, stupid. You're a bigot, Tim. It's like, look at the polls. No, he's right. When Trump did this, like, like, I shouldn't say when when he did it, from their perspective, it was fresh in the mind. It just happened. Trump was still more popular than Biden is now. Well, and that's, I, that's, I, I, I think, that, well, but why lean on that messaging? Exactly. Set. I think that there's a clear reason for it, right? So the argument that the left makes about what was being done to the, the Capitol by the right on January 6th is what the left is actually doing to every American household right now. They are destroying people's ability to survive and provide for their families. Mm-hmm. This is what you need. You need a video. Where, like, make a cartoon of Joe Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer, like, breaking into people's homes, <laughs> and, like, climbing the barrier and, like, waving flags and, like, regular people are having their stuff stolen from them. That's it. Well, and, and inflation's the hidden tax, right? You print yeah. a bunch of money and then the working class person who isn't invested in a bunch of assets and stocks, their savings are totally devalued. And all the people in the, the gigantic corporations who got the interest-free loans, they get to suck as much value out of the system as possible. And then everyone else's currency is devalued. Everyone else's money loses its value. And that's what they did to the American people. 
Well, let me just let me just get this out of the way real quick because uh, we need to appease and please the uh, the cult. So here is our plug. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to make sure that we uh, we worship Ukraine. We want everyone to know here that the answer to all of these problems uh, is to give more. Billions they're, they're, of dollars. I think they deserved eighty billion. I think they deserved eighty billion. Only eighty? You're 80. a bigot. Yeah. Take, take all my money, all my everything I have. Just give it to Ukraine because that's going to fix our problems. How much? Luke. How much do you think they should get, Jorge? Four billion, five. Let's step it up. Four. What are you saying? We saying eighty? Oh man. Trillions. You're, you're Donald. No, yeah. One trillion. One trillion to Zelensky because he's God and you're he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, we're all 100 bigots. trillion. We should okay. all just worship him right now. Get on our knees. <laughs> Take a moment. But I think the Ukraine thing's Write out. Write a song, out. Tim. I think, I think the Ukraine thing is out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's already out of people's minds. Of course it is. Yeah. What a, what a various downloads. Just it's a download. About, think about how insane this political cycle is where it's like World War Three may begin and a month later they're like, what war? <laughs> it's like what's you, you like you my what? gas costs you five dollars i don't yeah. care anymore world war three is coming oh wait no 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 no. it's going to be a civil war between us and the gop they're going <laughs> to spark it how do people not see this yeah. how do they know it's like world war three we're on the verge wait yeah. no it's a civil war just kidding that's the narrative we're going with because yeah. we're in a midterm year and you know we suck <laughs> we and that. biden's approval rating is like just so low and trump's not in office so we can't use him to radicalize people I, so uh, we just we got to come up with something i'd be willing to bet you see all these polls. This is this is what they do. They'll say, you know, eighty percent of Republicans and Democrats agree on universal background checks. And I'm like, that's not how polls work. What they'll do is they'll go to someone and say, Do you think there should be a background check on gun sales? And most people will say yes. And then they'll say they'll add the word universal later. Mm-hmm. They'll ask you a question in a way that's very vague mm-hmm. and then make it whatever, you know, whatever answer they want. But I tell you this. If you were to ask most people on the right, do you think we should have more gun laws or less? They'd probably say less. Yeah. Where are the Republicans who are negotiating with Democrats on gun access? It doesn't exist. The Republican Party, Democrats go on the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I when just, they when they I, win, there's, there's no there's no civil war when the GOP win. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, Mitch they, McConnell's not charging into battle, right? If there's a civil no, but, war, it's not like but war. maybe maybe Jamal was right. Because maybe what happens is Republicans win, and then everyone on the right's like, yay, and then Mitch McConnell goes, now we're going to do nothing, and then you get a bunch of really angry people on the right who are just like, I'm done. I'm not participating anymore. But the the thing is, they can't distinguish between the two groups, right? So to them, anyone who is to the left of them is an evil, bigoted, irredeemable fascist, and so whether you're talking about Mitch McConnell or someone who like actually is conservative and isn't really being represented by him, they're all in the same camp. So in their mind, well, of course, they're all going to be on the same side because they're all on the bad team. I mean, cocaine Mitch literally killed the the presidential election for Trump when he came out and said, you know, all those all those Georgia voters, if you guys remember in that Senate race, they wanted those at that time, that 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 2K check. And uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell just came out and said, you know, they're not getting that stimulus if Republicans win. And I thought that was RIP. I mean, he could at least lie like the Dems did. You know, they were like, hey, yeah, we'll give you that 2K check when we're in. And then they never got the 2K check. I just don't view it as Republican and Democrat anymore. I, just, I, think it is. I mean, as a young kid, that's how you're raised to view things and you start to view politics like that. But this agenda is on both sides. You're seeing it. People like Mitch McConnell are bought and paid for yep. by China. That's mm-hmm. freaking obvious. So a lot of this stuff makes sense when you see where their money's coming from, where what is, uh, uh, cargo even, shipping I company. I don't even look at their values, their political, what they run on or anything like that. It's like, what are they doing? And it, what are the these people is, actually doing? Is like a lot of Republicans. America. Yeah, a lot of Republicans come out and be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna fight big tech and break it up. And then you look at like their donations. Yeah. It's like you're literally owned by Silicon Valley, bro. Let me, let me, let me show you guys this poll. This is uh, Civics. Which party is concerned, is more concerned with people like you? 
of all demographics, 39% say Democrats, 36 say Republicans, and 22% say neither. Here's where it gets fun, though. 65-year-olds and up, and what do they say? 43 Republican, 42 Democrats, and 13% neither. What do you think is going to be the most dom- is going to be the dominant for the 18 to 34-year-olds? Who's got a guess? I think neither. 18 yeah. to 34-year-old, it is. It's actually Democrats. Oh, wow. But wow. neither is number two at thir- yeah. 31%. 31% of people aged 18 to 34 say neither party yep. is, is more concerned with, with people like me. But guess what? That doesn't just mean Republicans. These are young progressives mm-hmm. and young conservatives. Mm-hmm. So Republicans are losing either way yep. at 26%. But you've got Democrats. 18 to 34-year-olds say Democrats. You know, mm-hmm. Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, moderates, terrible at messaging. It's got to change. I mean, well, this we'll is a, this. I mean, when I see this, it's a perfect opportunity for the populist left and the populist right to unite. Yeah, we can't agree on every single thing and all, not all the cultural and social issues, but at least on the on the you know working class issues. I don't on. think so. the The populist left and right are the core of what the fight is. So it's it's mostly the young. It's mostly the younger uh, generations, mm-hmm. and overwhelmingly they support political assassination and revolution, mm. according to the SPLC at least. The older crowd disagrees with each other, but they very much believe in like, we'll just win next year. You know, we'll win at the next election. What we're seeing now with young people, some dude showed to Kavanaugh's house trying to kill him, kidnap him and kill him. Mm-hmm. And Yo, that story was like on page 30 for the New York mm-hmm. Times. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they put that thing on the back burner. That's scary, isn't it? Horrible. But, so you can see what's going on right now. And, and this is why they, they, you know, this Jamal talks about civil war. It's like, well, look, he's not necessarily wrong. But you got to think about it from the real perspective, not his perspective. And that is when you have a dude literally try to kidnap or prepare plan and and try to execute the kidnapping and assassination of a sitting Supreme Court justice. And his family. Because – and his family. Because of Roe v. Wade potentially getting – Roe and Casey potentially getting overturned. The protesters who are in front of his house hold the exact same views as him and the government protects those people. Mm -hmm. Not, Not the guy with the murder. He got arrested and charged. But the people who are in front of his house basically a threat. The federal government is defending people breaking the law for political terroristic purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would any young libertarian, moderate conservative think that they have a chance? I think there's an opportunity if people can win in the primaries. And you're seeing a lot of Trump's picks are winning. So we'll see what happens after this November. But I think this 31% neither is particularly dangerous. That's showing that regular people are like the system's broken. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm, not, I'm not playing this game anymore. Mm-hmm. Where does that I think, go? I think a lot of people that watch this show are probably in that category. I mean, I think... When you see this stuff happening, people that are actually paying attention, that's kind of where you land. You see what's happening with the left, and you're like, yeah, I'm I'm not down with, you know, killing babies outside of the womb. Uh, and you take a look at what's happening with conservatives and Republicans, and you're like, yeah, uh, I don't like how they're trying to take my guns, and you guys, like, aren't doing anything about it. So I think that's how you end up in this place, which could be a – actually is a good thing. Because it brings people back to a place where it is just more of independence, I would say, for sane-minded thinking people. But if the more extreme part of that percentage is probably going to go more towards revolution. So it's it like you say, Tim. I think it it's a very interesting time to be alive mm-hmm. to see where this goes. Well, I, I want to mention this. You're sort of mentioning. You, you said you don't really see a difference between the Democrats and Republicans. And when it comes to elected leaders, I completely agree. I still believe that there are very firm lines drawn between the left and right, mm-hmm. and that these terms are significant and important. But part of what I find really fascinating is that the one issue which I have found is tremendously popular among people both left and right, or at the very least was more popular prior to Ukraine, was opposing foreign intervention. 
And yet, when you look at the the Republican and Democratic parties, they both almost always support it. And so when you have one issue where people on the left and right actually tend to agree, the Republican and Democratic Party are on the exact opposite side of that issue. Never forget 529. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. We need to have those 529 hearings. That's right, we do. <laughs> yeah. But we act unironically, we do. But there are some things yep. that, that do bring us together. Uh, yeah. Uh, hatred for the Uvalde Police Department. Yep, yep. Uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> that one does, yeah. Je- Jeffrey Epstein, uh, mm-hmm. that's another one that brings people together because these are the core issues that highlight just the corruption of the state, the corruption of authority, and why you should never entrust people with your safety, with being able to protect yourself as an individual. Yeah, yeah, but, but hold on, right? Many of these people on the left who were acting shocked about Epstein defended and voted for Hillary Clinton. They defend and vote for the establishment. They come out and they're like, yeah, yeah, we know about, you know, him flying on that plane all those times. But, uh, you know, we'll vote for his wife. But they make the same argument about Donald Trump saying that Epstein and Trump were wingmen, that they were together, that they were partying since the 80s. So from their point and, of view, and, they're, they're bringing that up as well. Well, from their point of view, they're wrong. Because while you certainly do have the hardcore MAGA types, you also have people saying DeSantis over Trump. You have people, mm-hmm. people on the post-liberal, libertarian, right, moderate, whatever, are saying, yeah, maybe it's not Trump. Maybe, maybe it's a DeSantis. On the left, they're like, the machine should be protected. Mm-hmm. It, so when they come out and they say Epstein was bad, I'm like, you don't believe that. You support everyone. You're defending big corporations. You're defending unaccountable, uh, uh big tech, revolving door policies. Everything that the left was supposedly protesting, all of a sudden they flip on. Stop and frisk. Remember when that was bad? Mm-hmm. Red flag laws are the exact same thing on steroids. Mm-hmm. You think it's bad when they're going up to, to young black men in the, in the New York City and frisking them and chasing them through the streets because Bloomberg said target the black minority? What do you think is going to happen with red flag laws in New York City? Now they're going to kick their doors in and go mm-hmm. in their houses. Mm-hmm. So when they come out and they're like, we, we are united on this one. No, you're not. They're lying. That, I do not believe them for two seconds. Now, if they want to come out and point to the small group relative of like hardcore Trump supporters who seem to just say Trump can do no wrong, by all means, go ahead and say that. But that's the exception on the right, not the rule. On the left, it's the rule, not the exception. So what does bring us together? Well, I what can bring us together? That's, I, that's I, something I, we should, I think the, we should the, focus the on and have a conversation about. The, the identity of the left is, is solely hating the right. That's why when stop and frisk is, is like when red flag laws are their issue, they all of a sudden are like stop and frisk is a good thing. Now, they're not literally saying stop and frisk is a good thing, but there's literally no difference. There's no principle. There's no morality. It's just what does my side fight for? And we'll accept that again on the right. It's the, the exception, not the rule. And this is likely because moderates, post liberals and libertarians are associated with the right these days. I'm sure there's a bunch of zealous conservatives who would side with whatever conservative cause, and you see them on Twitter sometimes. But again, rule, exception, exception, rule. There's also a lot of people that just say everything the corporate media wants them to say, wants them to believe, wants them to regurgitate the next thing, whether it's a BLM flag or pride flag or Ukrainian flag. They fly, they fly all of them without even questioning it. But but what about the people who are in the middle? What about the people that we just looked at who who are disenfranchised? What What's the common ground that we could well, agree on? People in the middle are on the right. Yeah, well, but I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about sort of the differences between the left and right uh, and the differences with the Democratic and Republican parties. I think the warfare issue. I think most yep. Americans consider foreign are, are totally opposed to foreign intervention. I would say, unfortunately, I think you're either going to learn through, like, knowledge uh, or wisdom and just take the examples of history for what they really are and to learn from our mistakes and to learn from what's happened in the past to other countries in different time frames. Uh, in history that's one way 
But I think the second way is learning through experience. And I think, unfortunately, where we are right now as a country that, I don't know, I think maybe one of the worst things that we could see happening is obviously full authoritarian global overreach on this country, which at that point will definitely unify everybody. Because when that boot is on everybody's neck together, there's no getting out of it. There's no more talking about it anymore. There's no more... Uh, saying this is a conspiracy theory. There's no more pointing the fingers anymore because once that happens, that's where we are. When you're in a gulag, when the full government is on top of you, I think at that point, it's like, where do you go from there other than, okay, we got some serious tyranny here? That's that's one way. That's not where I want to see the country go, but I think that'll unify. It, it reminds me of this one time when we were covering uh, a riot in Louisville. And uh, we were undercover. We were, you know, around Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And uh, the police decided to kettle everybody. Mm. And uh, we all got kettled. The media, the rioters, everyone got kettled in one can section. You, can you explain kettling for people? For people kettling mm-hmm. is when the police, they just begin to organize, whether they do it on the street. They start to strategically target a group of people to put them in one corner. They'll shut down blocks, box you in. intersections, box everybody in to make mass arrests, right? So they did that to the rioters this one time, and we got caught up in it. And we got arrested and uh, we were thrown <laughs> Shelby Telka was there too. And uh, we were all thrown in a cell with Antifa rioters, Black Lives Matter rioters. And it was kind of like a, you know, it could, it could have gone bad for us if they found out who we were. But it reminded me of this situation where we were all, we, the boot came down on all of us. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who I was. I was telling the police. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I, I'm Drew Hernandez. Listen, I'm not a writer. I'm an undercover reporter. Like, oh, uh, just just tell the CEO when you get in there uh, who you are and you should be fine. I go in there, and when I tell him what the officer told me to tell him, he's like, oh, just 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 don't show them your face. Oh, okay. right? <laughs> so great. I was like, yeah, that's not great. Something bad could happen to me in there. But when we were all in there, everyone was the same. You were just a number. The boot came down on everybody. It didn't matter what side you were on. And for a moment, it was like unifying. It's not that I believed in what they believed in, but it brought us to this point where it's like, okay, there's something here that's all against us. And it's not a, I'm just trying to use it as an example as to like how tyranny could really bring everyone together because at that point, you're just all screwed. But I, I, I disagree because as I already mentioned, if 38.9% of people approve of Biden, most people, should be should be speaking out against them. As I mentioned, late night talk show hosts should be like, we're going to get more advertising dollars because this is the popular position. They don't do it. 
we're not there yet. I kind of actually, well, I, I kind of agree yet. with with Tim because I was in D.C. the the day that um, Biden won the election, and I remember going down there to D.C. and I'm filming, I'm reporting, and I see all these liberals in their masks, they're popping champagne, they're drinking, and I kind of had that moment of like, wait a minute, hold on, these same people who were the anti-war against corporations just voted in the guy who voted us into Iraq committed war crimes i mean he joe biden if you guys remember back in 0302 was side by side with george bush all giddy to get us into to the iraq war i'm like wait a minute in 97 yeah i'm like wait a minute these liberals who are anti-war against war crimes against corporations are popping champagne to this guy i think that moment i said i think i lost hope for the other side mm-hmm. yeah biden wanted that war a lot longer than pre-9-11 as far back as 1990 oh he was giddy man it he was, couldn't yeah. wait to send a, an 18 year old from kansas mm-hmm. uh to the middle east to, to, so we could protect their opium fields mm-hmm. he couldn't wait yeah. but I, I do want to make one point so you said there was kind of this unifying effect of being in a cell with these people on the left but ultimately you still had to hide your face mm-hmm. because you knew what would happen if they knew who you were so i don't know that i could agree that there will be unification. Not that I believed in what they believed in. Not that we no, were that's unified. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like in the moment you're put in the same situation when there is some kind of force against you, but putting you all in one cell. But I guess my point is, once they have more information on you, you're not uniting together to fight the system. They're yeah. uniting together to fight you. Yeah. But still, we're put in the same position. Let's talk about Lost this freedom uh, for a moment. This story here we got from the Daily Beast. Now, uh, the Daily Beast is fake news. Yep. As NewsGuard <laughs> says right here, they say, uh, you know, is, is, is fake news. Proceed with caution. And they claim the biggest migrant caravan on collision course with Trump-era border order, Scott Bigsby, White reporter. Now, I can't, I can't prove this is real because NewsGuard says Daily Beast is fake. But uh, right. can you guys tell me about what's going on with the border? Is this – did Daily Beast actually for once publish a real story? <laughs> so, I mean, what, what, I could, what I could say about the caravan, I'm speaking with some sources in Mexico. So the caravan right now is between 10,000 to 15,000 people. Now, the Ooh. reason why we always see caravans and kind of rolling in, in the kind of these mass groups is because they're technically not allowed to travel – legally through mexico so that's why they wrote they, they kind of go together like that they could overpower authorities what the mexican officials did and we've been trying to report on it is they actually granted these people work visas so for the first time this caravan is actually legally allowed to travel through mexico meaning they could hop on buses they could hop on taxis because tr- normally um, when you're not allowed to legally travel through mexico as a, as a migrant the mexican police actually kick you off buses and trains so this group is actually legally allowed to travel now because they are legally allowed to travel we're not going to see the fifteen thousand hit the border all at once it's going to be more spread out they are going to reach uh, the border a little bit quicker and according to our sources they're going to be most of them going to be arriving through um uh, South Texas. Now, one thing that I did reporting on my last border trip, we were there to, uh, for Title 42, is if you guys remember, back in April, Texas Governor Greg Abbott made four agreements with four different Mexican state governors along the border to beef up uh, security, stop the flow of drugs, and all that stuff. Ever since then, Abbott has gone on and touted that, that agreement as a success. We've literally spent time in Mexico all over through, the, through those areas, and the, we, we, we just literally uh, published the investigation. You guys have to check it out. But we, we exposed that the Mexican authorities don't even do anything. I mean, we were literally jumping in the water with the migrants, crossing in with them and everything. We were embedded with these groups, and the, the Mexican authorities don't even listen to any of Abbott's orders. The only day that the Mexican officials set up authorities on the riverbanks and stop, stop migration is when Governor Greg Abbott visited Eagle Pass. So then the Mexican security set it up in Pedas Negras right across, and they put up a little show for Greg Abbott, but after that, they don't even listen to the United States. President Amo didn't even uh, attend the Summit of Americas in Los Angeles. President of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, uh, President of Guatemala and Honduras have been very upset with with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and her handling of the border crisis because uh, Nayib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, says, my goal is to keep a Sal- a Salvadorans in El Salvador, but when you guys do the open border policy, 
well, the human smugglers are going to take over. So you have four presidents that are very key in this migration debate who didn't even attend the Summit of Americas. I think that's a huge loss foreign policy for the Biden yeah, administration. Yeah, it's creating a, loss of, uh, a lot of uh, brain drain. And a, a lot of people don't realize that this immigration debate is far more complex than, mm-hmm. hey, just people want to come over here. There's a lot of other economic effects, especially when it comes to cheapening labor, especially when it comes to housing costs going up, especially with the increase of immigration that are going to have a net effect on the larger economic picture that we're all dealing with. So it's far more complex. Complex and there's far more things uh, intertwined in this that we don't even know that we're that we're not even debating and talking about and discussing. Mm-hmm. I-, I wanted to ask you something. You mentioned that they've actually been given the work visas mm-hmm. to travel through Mexico this time. Why did that happen? You know, the Mexican officials, because one thing that they do is they don't like it when a bunch of migrants are basically in their town. So, like, basically the first town that the migrants hit is Tapachula. So, they what they do is they hit Tapachula, and the Mexican officials stop them there. And they said, you're not allowed to travel. And basically what happens is more migrants come, and they kind of kind of create a bottleneck. I don't know if you guys remember last year um, when those 15,000 Haitians all arrived in Del Rio, Texas at once. They all started off in, in Tapachula, but the officials in Tapachula got so overwhelmed they just gave them work, like literally visas, and were like, Dude, just just leave. And then all wow. those Haitians traveled together, and they ended up crashing the border. So that's one thing that this president, President Amo of Mexico, he feels no pressure from Biden to do absolutely anything. And then the Mexican authorities are making a fool out of Greg Abbott. That's what we're trying to trying to expose in our report. You know, you have, we have a Republican governor who's touting his agreements as, as a success, while we're literally jumping in the water with with migrants like we're literally you know crossing crossing with them and you know for a lot of people uh watching this you might think well look i live in ohio i live in michigan i live in pennsylvania i'm not a border town i don't care well you might not be impacted by the migrants you know coming in the drug smugglers being car chases but that fentanyl still still coming into your state i mean the number one state impacted by fentanyl right now is ohio and it's impacting the white working class you're not gonna hear that in the mainstream media because any any issue that that impacts white working class they they, they don't even cover it. but but the fentanyl issue has become really a top concern that we're We've been trying to cover even my own hometown in Palmdale. I covered a fentanyl death of a 22-year-old guy named Jordan Erickson. He popped his knee at a gym, and a local came up to him and gave him an oxycodone and said, "Hey, Jordan, take this." 24 hours later, Jordan was dead because it was a counterfeit pill. And it, wow. we're seeing that phenomenon with 13-year-olds right now where they think they're taking ecstasy the first time. They think they're taking a Vicodin, ends up being a counterfeit pill. And the thing, guys, with fentanyl, there's no second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh, it's we're in some scary times. Absolutely. Uh, there's also a big Haitian community in Tijuana uh, because yep. there's been a lot of uh, you know mass uh, migration that was happening in that town. And in that town, you know, the locals don't like having to deal with this influx of of, of of people. I remember doing reporting on the ground in Tijuana and seeing this kind these kind of man made camps that they were building that were unsafe. Look, have you seen those um, make Tijuana great again? Yes, yes, yes. There was there was rallies. There was rallies specifically in Tijuana calling yep. for better uh, immigration laws because we're seeing victims. The victims are, are the people who are told come across everything's going to be great. Uh, corporations are taking advantage of a lot of this cheap labor that they're extorting and, and exploiting, especially when it comes to new people coming to, into this country. So, you know, this thing is far more complicated than, than we even and, allow it and, to be And I just want to mention... Understood. And then people are also being flown in and bussed in yep. all over the United States, not just on the border towns. I just want to mention this, this, this quick detail because it's important for the audience to know. Uh, on the last trip that me and Drew actually did in Yuma together, we, we, were, we were reporting, we were running into massive groups around 3 in the morning crossing in, right? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I think for people who, who maybe don't understand immigration, you probably think, oh, well, they're coming from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. We interviewed those migrants. They came from 11 different countries. Mm-hmm. Me and Drew ran across Russians, Afghanistans, lots of men coming from India. India. I mean, and it was single males. Georgia. And, and it, yeah, Georgia. And then you, you do an interview with them. I'm like, hey, are you guys, you know, worried that you're going to be deported under Title 42? And they were like, no. 
not not in this administration we're, we're welcome and even the border patrol their morale is low because they don't even guard the border anymore now immigrants i mean if you guys ever go down the border it's fascinating immigrants cross the border and look for the border patrol. I yeah, mean, yeah. back in the day, you know, immigrants cross the border and you, you want to evade border patrol. They look for the border patrol because they know, they want to be apprehended and they know they're going to get released in the United States. I had one border patrol agent tell me, said, Jorge, I don't even feel like a border patrol agent. I'm just an Uber driver right now. Yeah. They're literally Uber, an Uber service. I mean, what's interesting too, to go to Luke's point, is I talk to some of these Mexicans down there, right? Because they'll be there on the border on the other side. And uh, the last time we were down there in Yuma, I was talking to one of them and I was like, Obviously, this has gone up, right, since Biden. He's like, way up. You're local here? He's like, yes, it's gotten worse under Biden. And I was like, how do the Mexicans feel about illegal immigration? Like Mm. Mexicans, right? He's like, we hate it. We hate these people coming in because it activates the cartels. Mm -hmm. They're dirty. The pollution is insane. The garbage that's thrown everywhere, all the clothes and the trash. He says they're very entitled people. They're very lazy people. They come to all the Mexicans locally and they trash their communities, just like the Haitians that are occupying in Tijuana, right? They trash their communities and they're just entitled and they run around to the Mexicans saying, give me money. They demand money. They demand they feel entitled to everything. So it's it's interesting when you talk to some of the Mexicans and you're like, I think the media will paint them like, oh, they just everyone wants to come into the United States. But some of the locals there are like, dude, we hate these people coming. Well, into well the our Haitians have illegally. actually uh, assimilated into the Tijuana community and have their own neighborhoods. There's there's a whole uh, culinary kind of uh, you know street, and and this was because they thought they were going to go to the United mm-hmm. States. There were strict border patrols um, that that were uh, you know uh, used. Uh, they were stuck in Tijuana, and they created a community there, and and uh, they're working cohesively there. But you know. You do talk to a lot of Mexicans, Mexicans who are proud of their country, who love their country, and they're troubled because this brings crime, this brings right. violence, and, and human extortion, which is absolutely horrible. No one wins out of this except for the multinational corporations and the politicians who are using this as a way to get more power out of it. And this is all on the backs of so much suffering. So many people are getting screwed over. And, and that's the aspect here that people really need to understand, the human cost to all of this. I don't know if Amen. you remember, Luke, back in, uh, I think it was like 06, Bernie, Bernie Sanders was doing an interview. And the journalist asked him, you know, why don't you support uh, open borders and even Bernie says like wait a minute why would I support open borders that that's what the corporations want that's, that's like a Coke, Coke brothers, brothers. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> right there the, the journalist was like oh my god this progressive and I mean even it's Bernie cool. knows even Bernie knows but I mean now he won't say it because of no. how kind of crazy the, the, the left has got there but even Bernie knew Bernie the Coke brothers are doing this to us. Yeah. But this is, and we see this all the time. We see this all the time with the left in the United States. And we've talked about it when it comes to women's liberation, for example. They'll, they'll say, we are just bleeding heart people who have everyone's best interests in mind. And that's why we want to make changes to the social order. It's like, okay, well then women enter the workforce in mass and wages stagnate because you've doubled the workforce. Mm-hmm. And then they go, well, we just want to bring more people into our country because they're all asylum seekers <laughs> and we want to improve their lives. Oh, my goodness. Also, it happens to be the case that the neoliberal elite is going to make an insane profit off of all of these people coming to the country who are used to third world wages. And those are going to be the folks competing with your average American for labor and for jobs. You and give them citizenship. You're such and a, I'm a bigot. Bigot. I know. I'm such I, I'm an unbelievably horrid person. 
Bernie Sanders is just funny to me because uh, he's you know he's out of Vermont, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And in Vermont, they have some like really great gun laws. They he was do, and he, yeah. some of the he best. was against gun control for and a while. And now he's yeah. like, I think this bipartisan bill doesn't go far enough. We need more <laughs> gun control. And I'm like, Bernie, what happened? Is no, Lockheed Martin uh, um, uh, have a major factory in, in Vermont? I think it's Lockheed. Uh, I have to yeah. double check that. He goes, no one needs guns except the cartels to bring those <laughs> asylum seekers over. Those are the only people who need guns. And if you're going to cross illegally, just wear your mask and stay six <laughs> feet away from the border patrol. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Uh, no one needs guns but me because I have four houses. Yeah. Or does he have three houses? He has three. He has three I mean, this houses. is what I find hilarious, right? When you bring up the fact that Bernie Sanders has three houses, they go, well, that's not hypocrisy. He's just a socialist who has houses he doesn't live in. It's like, okay, if I had three houses and I rented two of them out, you'd be calling me a land landlord and a parasite he has three houses just keeps two of them empty most of the time and he's a philanthropist yeah, like, what about all the migrants evil. what about all the homeless all the people? homeless yeah. migrants yeah. i just put, think put it's hilarious there. no i just think it's hilarious <laughs> that owning a house and making use of your capital by renting it out to other people so someone who can't get a mortgage is able to live there is evil and makes you a parasite but having extra houses and just keeping them empty in case you want to go there on a whim is perfectly moral and ethical and how dare you even question the fact that that's how Bernie Sanders lives while calling himself a socialist we need to, to get some according to his wants yes, that's exactly. right <laughs> if you write a, if you write a best selling book of course yeah of course. Mark said that to each according to their needs, what, 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 from each according <laughs> from their, their, to each according to their needs, from each according to their ability, and to those who are really good at writing books. Which one, you know, Mark's hey. also <laughs> wrote a, a bestseller, I guess. So that's why. That's right. Yeah. That's why I love. I love also like 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 the head of BLM's like. Of course, I need a I need a house in Malibu because my family members. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> from each according to their ability, to each according to their need, and don't forget, if you write a really good book, you can have a bunch of extra stuff. There's a bunch of extra stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm one, one question I would this really like to to ask Bernie Sanders is. I know that, like, if you write a best-selling book, you're just entitled to all the profits from it. But I'm curious, like, what about the people who had to uh, cut down the trees and and obtain the lumber that was then converted into the paper for that book? Like, shouldn't they get, a, a, you know, a proportional share of the profits that it made? Why so, is it just the guy who puts the ink on the page let's, that let's, makes all the money? Let's talk economics, huh? So we were, we were talking about Civil War earlier. I saw this tweet from Matt Kors. He says, prepare for a crash. And he's referencing Jim Cramer. Saying why we're buying stocks heading into Wednesday's big Fed decision. You know what this sounds like to me? The Federal Reserve. Oh, the Federal Reserve is trending. Let's see if oh. they if they raise rates. Uh-oh. When 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 the TV tells you to buy, they're like, it's not a recession. Buy. It's no. because the rich people are offloading mm-hmm. and yep. the break is going to happen. Yeah, he made some crazy calls in 2008 that were absolutely wrong and have obliterated people's personal finances. Look at He's this. Like, Look at this. Get a bunch of it. This is from. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> this is uh, this is from yesterday morning. Every stock in the S&P 500 is red right now. Oh, my gosh. So when they're like, no, no, we're buying right now if the Fed's decision is going to raise rates and tank the market. Now, I don't know, man. The challenge is raising interest rates to try and deal with inflation. What else do you do? Do you just let – what do you do? And well, it's difficult, right, because this is what they always do. Every single time the stock market is declining, they print a bunch of money to artificially inflate the price of stocks. But, of course, that – in the long run, as we just saw, inflates the cost of everything else. So with inflation out of control, I have no idea what they're even going to attempt to do. We're just building back better. Yeah. <laughs> We're just building back better, baby. It's almost like it's almost me, like they're going to have to reset things <laughs> yeah. in some yeah. some way. Great it's almost like we have to listen to pods and eat the bugs. Let's talk about it. this. It's going well. I love it. It's building back better. Uh, property price prices plunge by the 20% across parts of the oh, U.S. Geez. We got 
Red uh, real estate firms Compass and Redfin announce layoffs as housing market slows, and then we get Coinbase dropping eighteen percent of its staff. Oh, geez. The crypto market we get because yeah. crypto took a major hit. But apparently, what they're saying is we are entering a recession. This is what they're saying. You know, we didn't want to have to do this, but it appears we're entering a recession. Housing markets getting hit, stock markets getting hit. Building back better apparently means wiping out all of the gains of the past two years, driving gas prices up to five bucks a gallon, making sure you can't work, and sending billions of dollars to uh, to Ukraine to, to to fund war. Hold on. To be fair, to be fair, it's going to go up. To way more than five dollars a gallon. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe maybe seven by August. Yeah. I mean, I'm already where I live in uh, Palmdale, California. We're at like six thirty nine, so Ugh. we're already at. <laughs> what a sophisticated and well run state. I hope they tell Florida what kind of policies. They have. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, no. The only thing saving me is that good weather. But I'm <laughs> that's, uh, that's no, about no, it. Right. I love it. I love it. Klaus Schwab told me that I will own nothing and be happy, and that's how I feel right well, now. Well, I was like, I already own nothing. When are you going to make me happy? That's how I feel. I feel I feel happy right now. This, this, the, Biden loves me. I'm a stupid Mexican. Oh, I can't think God. for myself. Oh, I can't man. vote for myself. I, I can't figure out how to go get a voter ID, and I'm poor. And I, all up. my money just Look. sucks. My bank account is horrible. I have nothing to own, nothing to show for myself. Tim, I am so so happy. Well, listen, this build listen, back home. Calm, calm down. Is, it only <laughs> applies. I love it. It only applies. Okay? The Klaus Schwab Killer stuff. white supremacist cops are hunting me everywhere I go, and it's just it's just going no, so no, great. No, no, It only applies if you're poor. I am poor, Tim. Oh. Drew, well, why don't I'm you not just, so why I don't don't you just buy a Build Tesla. back better. I am poor. I give my money to Zelensky. I donate oh, no, religiously. No, no. What is going I, on right I now? I left it? the Christian church and I went to yeah. the church of Zelensky. I look, give like tithing to him every single month. Oh, listen. I'm buy, part of the cult, Tim. Buy an electric car. Yeah, right? It's only $60,000. Yeah, it's only 60000 Drew. Are you poor? I know. I Drew, emailed, are you poor? I emailed email Musk. I tried to get one, but it didn't work. So I'm trying to email Biden to get one next. And it's, it's, it, we'll get there. It sounds like you don't want to build back better. Yeah. <laughs> I am building back better. That's what you guys don't understand. Maybe you guys are all the part. crazy ones. Every listen, single listen, one of you in this room. I, I am the same this guy's one. Such I, a bigot. I got the download in my brain. You guys didn't get the update. I have the most recent update. The new thing? Uh, uh, the new What's thing. The new you thing? guys don't even know you what know, it you is You yet. know the thing. The thing. I, 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 I want to mention one thing. I find this hilarious, right? Because you'll have like talk show hosts like Stephen Colbert and other people on the left who will say, if you're worried about gas prices, just get an electric, an electric car. When like, obviously, that's ridiculous. If someone's having trouble affording gas, they can't afford an electric car. But also, it's not as if... Having an electric car exempts you from the widespread economic consequences of high gas prices. Food's going to get more expensive, dude. Energy costs are going to go up. Just wait for the blackouts. Charge that car. Wait for the the burnouts and blackouts. Baby, brownouts. They're like, well, I have an electric car. Tampons? (laughs) Who needs tampons? Right? (laughs) Wasn't that a story? Yeah, Yeah, tampon shortage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But 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 women could just use rags, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, Drew. Drew. I'm not a lady. You know about that, right, Drew? You have experience with. They don't know it. I'm the greatest woman you guys have ever seen, man. Don't yeah. you guys know it takes a great man to be a well, real woman these they days? Play, with Leah Nicks. Thomas and friggin' Taylor. Like, didn't what happened with her with the skateboarding? I hey, mean, hey, hey, hey! Don't rug, disrespect let's, Leah Thomas, all right? But let's 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 just keep it on How the economic you. collapse. The shoulders on Leah. Otherwise, Thomas. we're gonna we're kind of going crazy. They just had to put. Well, they so, had to put a hold on all women's products until we can figure out what a woman is. Exactly. Okay, it's, it's the so, end of the world. We might as well enjoy it, right? We got mass layoffs, <laughs> and it's happening in the housing market first. Crypto is kind of like it's its own thing. Uh, I'm not selling crypto. You know, I, I think crypto is going down the same as most things are going down. But 
what's going to come next with high, high gas prices, with a recession? I hope y'all are getting prepared. I don't know exactly what that means. Do you buy 30 years of the beans? I don't know. Jeez. Don't look at me. All I know is it is going to get worse because they're telling us it's going to get worse because they said you will own nothing. You know what nothing means? Nothing. Owning nothing means you won't have a can of beans. That's right. So I'll tell you, when you're hungry, you might find yourself in a Walmart parking lot fighting with Agnes over that last can. Well, but there's this really smart guy who told me breadlines are a good thing because yeah. it means you have community. Yeah. Breadlines. Was that burning? Breadlines are a Bread good thing. Are a good it's thing. like, well, that's really easy to say when you have that's like three houses, thing. right? Yeah. <laughs> I have three loaves of bread, one for each house. Dude, when he went, he, so he's hilarious. He went to the USSR on his honeymoon, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, yeah. One of the things he said praising the Soviet government was that there were inexpensive puppet shows. I just want that to sink in. That is a wow. little. He's like, well, look, the puppet shows were very inexpensive. You know, they've got gulags, but a puppet show—it's cheap. You go there, you get to see the the puppets talk with each other. It's charming, <laughs> quite frankly. Did he really say that? Yes, he said they had cheap. He was going on with a list of all the wonderful things that were uh, happening in the USSR, and one of them was he he praised these cheap puppet shows. He's like, they they only I can't remember. Like a dollar fifty, you get to watch a puppet show. It's incredible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every other developed nation <laughs> has cheap puppet shows, but the United States, why is that? Why aren't we talking? Dude, about BlackRock this? is going to own everything, man, yeah. including Dude, the that's puppet gonna show. Be our, that's going to be the gulag entertainment is puppet shows by <laughs> Bernie Sanders. You guys think puppets. I'm kidding? Look up the USSR and Bernie All Sanders I, in puppet shows. Look it up. All I know is uh, if anyone eats carne asada tacos in the gulag, I'm your boy because we're smuggling like, carne asada in. Bernie, Bernie is like, in, we got to figure this the Soviet stuff out Union. Now. They have cheap yeah. puppet shows, and I'm and there's the other guys just sitting there, and he's like. I was, I was I was just watching The Simpsons. Oh. It was <laughs> free. Can you tell me how to get how to get I Sesame could, Street? Can you guys know the Shawshank Redemption? Yes, of you course. know you know like Red. He's like the go-to guy to get yes. your stuff. I could picture Tim being Red in the Gulags when they come. Tim's gonna be like the go-to Don't give connect away. to get your stuff <laughs> to get you connected to whatever you need. Tim's that Red. Is absolutely not true. Tim's the guy. I'm gonna be. You're gonna in be the, the shadows guy, Tim. minding my own business. Now you'll be the guy. No, I won't be. <laughs> no. Nope, I'll be just nope, sitting in the nope, back bit, right. and someone will walk up to me, and I'll be anything. like, don't open your mouth. Keep yep. walking. I, I could yep. see Seamus using his, I'm not going to go. Is this some kind of gold reference? You think they're going to let us keep that? I was going to say prison wallet, but that's another discussion. Come on, man. I thought you were going to make a potato reference or something. I just want to say, by the way, with this inflation stuff, I mean, I've got a pot of gold, so I'm fine. You're set, yeah. you. I'm just uh, kidding. I don't. I don't have any assets. Yeah, you don't have anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but if I did, those would also be crashing. <laughs> I'm serious. I, if I did, those would also be crashing. What? What are the consequences of this? I mean, what do we do? What is the Federal Reserve going to do? I'm really. I'm fascinated. Raise interest rates try. because inflation is going insane. Yeah. And uh, you know, I suppose the real issue is they could encourage more production. We could do more energy development here at home. Instead, they're just like me. You know, but then people will own down. something and not be happy. Exactly, they'll own stuff and be unhappy. I mean, it is true. Owning stuff makes you unhappy. True. We talked about it. They did a, a, a survey, a test on people, a study, where they said if you complete this questionnaire, you'll get a free T-shirt. One group got to choose between two different shirts. One group was just given a shirt. The group that got to choose was unhappy because they were like, "Oh, I picked the wrong color. I should have picked the other one." The people were just given a shirt. We're like, cool, free shirt. Got a shirt. Mm. Yeah, it was the choice yeah. that Good. actually made them All right, upset. I'm going to be happy wow. in the pod then. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to let the, you choose. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, there's your pod. It's gray. And you go like, I like 
like it. Great. <laughs> it's free, huh? Yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's Tell free. me what I need. Yeah, I just hope I they don't let me choose what kind of bugs I'm eating. I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the worst. What the AI does on your phone. Just you'd be you what you want. You'll be like, I should have chose crickets. These roaches are gross. Yeah. Crickets are crunchier. Little, uh, uh, put a little, 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 little tapatillo on the Yeah, there you go. My, my there you go. That's how you can do Spice it. Spice it up. I got okay. you. Giving giving you I got you in the gulag. Yeah, yeah. Thank be you. I appreciate that. I'm glad <laughs> someone. Yeah, yeah. got you back. Yeah. You bring the Irish, the Irish beer. I got the carne asada. You the Irish food? You want Irish food? Irish They're probably beer. serving Irish, Irish food. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then. I don't know, man. I like shepherd's pie. I like potatoes. Every now and again, there's like something good. It's like they make a stew and they top it with potato. It's great. Yeah. That's what they do. Look. All I'm saying is this. We're, we are in a conundrum. You guys want to make all these jokes. We are in a conundrum here. But this, I mean, look, this is one of the uh, inevitable consequences of an economy, which is planned, and not just planned, but planned by people who face zero consequences for making horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. This is where we are. These people have always been incompetent. Even FDR, you know? who they look up to and worship... Can I make this point? Yeah, I just yeah. want to make FDR, who they look up to and worship, this is the greatest president we ever had. Well, firstly, America had one of the slowest economic recoveries of any developed nation coming out of the Great Depression. But also, he once increased the price of gold by 21 cents, and his rationale was seven three times is a lucky number. That's amazing. Kind These of, were the kinds of decisions being made for the entire economy. kind of agree with it's you. A, well, it's, <laughs> <laughs> not but it, it's, it's not as if we've had it, – it's not as if um, it's, it's a new phenomenon that the economy is being run and controlled by people who have absolutely no clue what they're messing with. It's just I, what I we're seeing some I serious widespread consequences. I think they know what they're doing because it's definitely helping some of them. them out. I mean, look at some 2008. Of them. Look at some of them. I mean, everyone who was responsible for 2008, none of them are We're held responsible. Ser- yeah, they're not held responsible. Um, no, it's a bro- broken system. Trouble, bro. It's a broken system. But you know who who is held responsible is guys like you know Julian Assange, you know, for like mm-hmm. exposing war crimes. Yeah. And those who, who who did the war crimes, they don't have to see they a day not, in jail. They weren't only just uh, not held responsible; they were promoted. They yep. were given a check. They were mm-hmm. given bonuses on top of their financial crimes oh, that they Lord. committed against the people. So, so what happened there was paved over. The bubble was made bigger. And now we're all just kind of sitting here waiting for everything to pop yeah. as, of course, we're getting the first kind of storm incoming. And I think this is one storm of many to come. And I yeah. think, you know, it, I, we talk about the problems. I think maybe we still got a couple more minutes. We could talk about maybe potential solutions. I think one of the best currencies you could have is, is social currency, the friends you have, the relationships family, you have, yeah. I, family, uh, your, your neighborhood, your community. Mm-hmm. I think focusing on creating pods, on homeschooling your children or, is something that, of course, will help get us through these larger storms because they are coming there's a lot of people are few you know scared a lot of people think there's you know resistance is futile it's not i just i want to let the record show luke said focus on making pods he does want you to live in the pod. Yeah, the somebody bugs. Quit, anyway, continue. Quit, just homeschooling, <laughs> homeschooling pods. Luke is a plant. <laughs> the M1 money supply oh has gosh. shrunk. Check it out. I didn't even see mm. it. From April, I'm sorry, from uh, March hey. at 20, what is it, 20 trillion, 700 billion? a little bit because you can't see that peak. I can't. I wouldn't be able to oh, zoom man, out. that sucks. Okay, so, well, it's you can really sort high. of see it. No, look at that. <laughs> it is. dropped by about, uh, uh, what, 40 billion. Is that Maybe that's Jeez. the 40 billion we gave to Ukraine. From uh, March to April, <laughs> it's like forty billion out of the money supply. Uh, but that was like six. No, no, I'm sorry. It was like uh, it's like it's like eighty. Yeah, it drops by about uh, ninety actually, about ninety billion. So uh, I wonder if that's seeing what, where the recession is coming, hmm. because they were just pumping money into the system trying to keep it going, hmm. and they stopped, and now everything's going to fall apart because there's no real trade happening. 
It's the well, there, there could be bartering. I think bartering is something that people should also kind of look into, especially when it comes to having a community, having a network of individuals that could trade skills, that could trade goods, that could trade services. Uh, you know, the Free State Project, I think, is is ahead of its time. They do incredible things when it comes to uh, homeschooling. They do incredible things when it comes to building communities. And I, and I think, you know, the Amish did it in their own particular way. There's no reason other people, other communities can't do it themselves as well. And once we start becoming personally responsible for ourselves, we, we don't need government. Government would become absolutely if people were just responsible for themselves as individuals because we wouldn't need any government intervention. We wouldn't need anyone stepping in a way. We wouldn't need anyone saying, hey, we need big government for this that's going to make the problem that much worse. Um, The solution, I I think, you know, we're, we're headed towards crazy turbulent times. But it doesn't mean that it can't be an opportunity to to see the good and to build something better. There it is again. And we could reset. There it is again. Hear it. Who are you Hear working it. for, Luke? Huh? <laughs> who is this guy, Tim? Who, who, who's who signing his guy? checks? Who's signing Luke's checks? You know, right. it's funny because You're right. Luke You're right. has all these videos where he's confronting very prominent individuals. And there was this one point where people were like, there's no way Luke was actually able to get in front of, like, Ben Bernanke. So he must be a fed. Oh, sick. And then we did, we did this skit that was really funny. No, because like a lot of people were like, you know, Luke puts out a video where he's like confronting Ben Bernanke three times, three times, and they're like, "There's no way." Yeah, they're like, "This guy's a plant." And so then we did a bit where Luke's phone rings and it says Ben Bernanke, and he's like, "Benny, <laughs> what's up, man?" He's Meanwhile, like, "Yeah, I'll come hang out." Yeah, I'm using disguises and like fake names and fake press credentials, fake websites and fake emails just to get into venues and events and like staying outside literally hours on end just waiting for one politician to maybe go this one particular way. Wow, yep. So I've been I've been working my butt off, but yeah, that yeah. that nose it's not a real nose. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Luke, actually, Luke, actually, I got the same thing myself uh, when I covered the the. U- all day shooting a bunch of my dms were like isn't that weird Jorge, that you just happen to be there so i'm like weird. i was oh, covering dude, the, the border in eagle pass which is like an hour away this i have a car yeah. we yeah. drove there How did that i love i love when people are like isn't it weird i'm like yeah like sometimes <laughs> things are weird yeah but yes yeah. it was weird. weird like this maybe whole show, it was this weird. whole show is a simulation tim is not real he's not a real <laughs> yeah. person yeah. oh yeah, that, yeah. He's he's AI. AI. like if you yeah. everybody knows this in this room that if you take his beanie off right now it'll be like robocop oh. yeah, he isn't a little weird that tim has his <laughs> no, beanie on tim right? it, is, it is true but the point tim is doesn't even know it no no, no tim doesn't even know that he's not real no 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 i do and the point is you don't by saying tim you don't know i do and the point is you don't by saying yes the people who are watching <laughs> assume that we're all joking but there's no way to know if it's true or not dun, dun, so dun. when we tell you're you in a outright, simulation tim when we when we tim, tell you're people not outright, real they will say it must be a joke and they're all having to laugh but it's real yeah, that's right actually no. that's the scariest thing with security is that people believe that stuff tim Paul's not real. and then <laughs> the threats the threats we get aren't antifa the people who who, who come and causes problems are just crazy people like we actually believe it or not after everything we've done, and after everything that's, that's happened, we've still had people try showing up here. Yep. They don't give up. And they'll be like, I know that, like, you get death threats all the time, and, like, the bomb squad was just here, and the sign says, warning, we will shoot intruders, <laughs> but I decided to come onto your property anyway. Okay. And I'm like, wow, did the armed guard deter you? Well, he did. And I'm like, that's what we have them. That's, that's crazy out there. Cloud chasers. Well, I got to say, I mean, yeah. you know, as I've been talking about Civil War for years, it's it's like... I'm kind of the point where watching the Brett Kavanaugh stuff is like, you know, I feel that with what we've been dealing with. 
crazy. That I'm just like, if they're when they don't enforce that, that pisses me off because I'm we're, we're seeing something similar. Well, I th- this Kavanaugh assassination attempt came uh, about a day after a study was published in the news, which showed that it was something like 44 percent of young Democratic men support political assassinations. Right. Yep, and the fact that they're not stamping out those literally illegal protests as an attempt to sway judicial rulings is a sign to me that they would like to weaponize these people who mm-hmm. like the idea of assassination. Lydia, why are we wasting our time that's doing that? We have to chase down these moms and dads at the school yeah, board know, meeting. Yeah, that's, that's the real folks. Those are the, the real, real threats. Threats. Yeah. 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 The real threat are the moms and dads that don't want their children groomed and touched. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those are the people we got to go after. Evil you bigot. Drew Hernandez, you bigot for that statement. That's the real domestic terrorist. Turns Terrorism out. right there. Independent journalism? Ugh. Oh, yeah. God. God. the worst. Yuck. Can we believe that? Yeah. That First Amendment is literally the reason why we have terrorism in this They believe country. they could say whatever they want? They believe they could think whatever they want? Oh, yeah. I, and this is going to shock you guys. They think they have the right to own firearms. What? And, and they think they have the right to own firearms even while having bad opinions that hurt my feelings. Wrong opinions. Yeah. yeah. I think they we hurt your feelings, laws. bro. I think we need red flag laws. <laughs> Will that make you feel better? It yeah. would probably help me feel a little bit better. I don't think I'm really going to be happy until I own nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll exactly. make me feel yes. like a little yeah. better. Yeah. Yes. We'll be partially yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, we've, we've said. We have, excuse me, announcement. We've said everything there is to say about politics. The show is over. We are wrapping TimCast up. This is our last this is episode. It. We've Charles, out of Charles Schwab, to say. come in here. We're done. <laughs> Collect everything. Yeah. Solutions. Again, I, I talked about my solutions. What That's are your I'm solutions at to you. this nonsense? The solution is to have Klaus Schwab live in studio with Tim <laughs> oh, Poole actually, yeah. and Luke and Seamus and everybody else. That's the solution. I would love to the talk Klaus about The Klaus Schwab, that. Luke Rutkowski debate. Yes. yes. And awesome. Bill Gates, our oh, savior and our God. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> The Bill Gates Elon Musk debate. Did you guys see Lauren Southern's that documentary? Would be based. That would be amazing. No, if but I've seen Bill the trailer Gates for Elon it. I've seen the trailer for it. I'm excited it's, to see it's it. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I watched it about the immigration crisis, yep. people being lied to and all that stuff. I think the immigration thing is just a – It's very complex. I think it, people It's a major sign it. this country is just eroded. What's, what's the solution then, Luke? Well, you know, personal responsibility, uh, not participating in the system, creating your own systems, creating your own communities – being there for your families and tr- being an example for everyone about how to live your life, being not affected by mm. the soy uh, <laughs> the, uh, and by the GMOs and Monsantos and, and all the other things that are chemically castrating the future of this country. Uh, we've been bombarded. We've been attacked. I think health is one of the major aspects that, that we should be talking about more because uh, essentially, you know, when you look at fifth or fourth generational warfare, it depends on how you see it. The first thing you have to do is to destroy the human being. And one mm. of the easiest way to do that is through, of course, poisoning that person. And I think a lot of our food is poison. I think we need to really uh, start to understand nutrition and the importance of, of working out, sleeping right, getting rid of stress, and more importantly, eating right. Because almost everywhere you look right now in our mainline society, something is trying to hurt you for the benefit of someone else. Um, and I think with food, it, it's being done in such a huge way. And, and we could get into the debates about seed oils, vegetable oils, sugar, 
GMOs uh, and, and all these artificial things that are just added that have been wrecking havoc. And once people are, you know, unhealthy physically, this leads to people being unhealthy mentally. And there's a big correlation between the gut and the mind. And I think that correlation um, is being uh, taken advantage of by a lot of powerful people who are purposefully trying to get rid of your health, who are trying to attack your, your gut and trying to, of course, make you uh, absolutely mentally unstable. And I think a lot of people are mentally unstable because of the diets that we're given and told to eat every single day. I think that's very much true. And another aspect of it, even aside from the nutritional elements, which I would agree with you, there are some serious concerns there, is to habituate people towards choosing foods which have a pleasant taste but no real substance to them because that habituates a person towards making decisions based on what is the most convenient for them and the most pleasurable and always looking for the path of least resistance rather than doing what is actually in alignment with reality. It's drugs. They're literally drugging us through our food supply and at the same time chemically castrating us so we can't even reproduce. That's the the basic uh, you know byline that I think is the most important thing to to talk about, most important thing to promote. And you could be an example of, of not being affected by it by of course living your best life, being healthy, choosing to eat the right foods, choosing to to actually look into nutrition, look into things like uh, organs, liver, and get away from all the other nonsense out there that absolutely is destroying your mental, physical, and spiritual health. So, There's fluoride in our water. Yes, yes there is involuntarily. But Seamus I likes to- fluoride. What are you talking about? You I caught Seamus. I caught Seamus drinking in. fluoride. I'm like, Seamus. <laughs> it was straight fluoride. I ordered it from my dentist. I was like, yeah, let me just do some shots. Just no, that's, that's <laughs> very bad for you. Yes. That will, yes, you will die. Is, will that actually kill? I, I was just, I was making fun of Luke because I've, I've never had fluoride in my But Luke, yes, kind of where you're that's saying, true. so I think another issue too with this generation is we have a generation of parents that have been convinced through Big Pharma that if you have a boy or girl and, you know, she has a little bit too much energy, just put him on pills. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Put him on pills. No, no, no. They, they give the him doctor sugar. Tried to, the yeah. doctor tried to do that with my mom. I'm glad that my mom's old school Salvadoran. She was like, I'm going to just give the kid, this kid yeah. the fucking chancla. You know, but, but, all the diets have so much sugar in them and they're like, Oh, yep. these kids can't sit at the desk for eight hours. Yeah. Give them Ritalin. Yeah, give well, them Prozac. It's, it's, it's not even it's just crazy. the sugar. It's not even just the sugar. Children are not just supposed to be sitting like that, being yeah. talked at all day. So p- p- there's this massive breakdown, and I talked about this on the show the other day. But Matt Walsh has his fantastic film, What Is a Woman? But there, and I think that's wonderful. But there are also so many other definitions that we no longer agree upon. We don't have any conception of what a child is. If you think it's normal for a kid to be able to sit in a desk like that for hours and hours a day, you like fundamentally do not understand children at all well they want good factory workers yep. yeah that's uh, the, where it comes from the babylon b the babylon b came out with a good article that i just have to share and mm. uh, they wrote an article that's titled marlboro adds puberty blockers to cigarettes to make them legal for kids <laughs> oh <laughs> and, brutal and uh, we're not that far away from that kind of reality of course they're a satirical website but but you know the point is kind of driven home here about the insanity of the future of this country that it's mm-hmm. being absolutely uh, destroyed from within well, let's go to Super Chats. Big time. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Would you kindly smash that like button? <laughs> Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And would you kindly become a member at TimCast.com to help support our work? We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you at 11 p.m. on the website. And it's not family-friendly. So uh, this it, TimCast After Hours. All right. Let's see what we got here in the in the Super Chats. All right. Unashamed Truth says, checked mortgage calculator. It says interest rate is at 6.9%. Wasn't it at like 20% in the 80s or something? It yeah, really it, was, high, it was yeah. It was extremely high. This is a story my parents used to tell. When they bought their first house, it was a 14% interest rate, and they thought that was a steal. Wow. wow. 
That's crazy. <clears throat> Grofty says, buck, 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 LOL. Indeed. Thank you, Grofty, for the chicken-themed Super Chats. That is, of course, a Chicken City reference. Eternally grateful. All right. A Magic Monkey says, damn it, Tim, I woke up this morning and couldn't turn my head left because I pulled something. Stop using your super liminal Jedi mind tricks on me. <laughs> oh, this is brutal tonight, man. I am fighting through it. This is brutal. My back is killing me. I didn't there. work this morning or yesterday morning, but I think tomorrow should be good. But it's just been bad. Yeah, I didn't do anything interesting. I just slept. You, you get old. You get injured sleeping. Uh, That's how it works. Soleil Cucumber Lime says, Releasing oil from the strategic reserve is effectively a massive $200 million barrel short position, and it will get squeezed. It's another manufactured crisis. Interesting. All right. I'm not your buddy guy, says, it'd be nice to live as a hobbit in the Shire, peacefully living off the land and ignoring the outside world. But unless we march to the heart of evil willing to confront it, not even the Shire can be safe from the great evil marching ever outward. That's right. True. You got to go into the heart of Mount Doom. Mm -hmm. Oh, what does it say? Bub Savvy says, hey, Tim, love the show. I can't wait until mankind breaks out of its left-right paradigm and collectively realize that it should be the people versus the state like the world used to deal with social and cultural issues. Hmm. Well, interesting. Chris Larson says, Seamus should make a cartoon of the Clintons. Instead of the normal conspiracy around them, they are being followed by a serial killer that keeps taking out their friends, but nobody believes them. (laughs) It's a right-wing radical. That's hilarious. That's a good one, actually. That's a good one. All right. DTQC says, with 50 million barrels from 200 days ago, that's about 0.5 barrels per day. As of today, there are 500 million barrels in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That means 1,000 days before it is depleted at this rate. Just short three months of the next presidential election. Ooh, interesting. So what is that? I mean, that, that's bad for them, though. Yeah. GamerMax is praying for you, Tim. Two days and no news vids. Hope you're feeling okay. Uh, I just taking it easy so that we could, I could at least do this show. But sitting here, painful. I got a lidocaine patch and some uh, naproxen. And it is it was a terrible muscle strain. Cole says, my gas tank takes $150 to fill up. My portfolio was destroyed. Damn. My dog Jasmine passed at 16 mm. years this morning. I'm just a regular guy at my limit, FJ, at my limit FJB. I'm man, sorry. sorry I mean, that, here, that's man. how millions are feeling right now, too. That's I mean. rough. Yep. <sighs> and good people who didn't vote for Joe Biden feeling that pain. Yep. Yes. You know? Let's say Tiki Good Stu- Tiki God Studios says inversion table carnivore diet and hamstring stretching. I've got a bulging disc and that combo has made me pain free for four straight months now. Oh, cool. We do have an inversion table. I use it. It's fantastic. Stretch. I'm not on a carnivore diet, but I mostly cut up the sugars, do a lot of meat, and uh, I don't stretch enough. That's a fact. Giga DB says for old man Tim's Walker Fund. <laughs> oh, I'll be skating in a few days. Walker Fund, yeah. Let's get a mobility scooter. That's Just right. don't use GoFundMe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John Take says, Marx was right. We have achieved a classless society, as in the citizens of this country have no class. Haha. Funny joke. Indeed, we do not. Andre, uh, Andre says, Tim, get your elbow off the table if you want to get your back better. I, I noticed that. Have you noticed for like the past few days I haven't had my elbows on the table? Oh, interesting. I was like, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to try and just sit straight. What do I do with my hands? Just keep them down. Colby Brown says, Libertarian Luke complain about Republicans doing nothing. But when they do, they do. But when they do, they say how they hate authoritarianism. MFR, it's your fault. They do nothing. We need more authoritarianism on the right. Who are you calling an M? I, <laughs> I do not think we need more authoritarianism on the right. Yeah. I think we need libertarianism. 
I think we need the Republicans to be like, we're going to repeal these gun laws and give you back your liberties. Yeah, mm-hmm. stop trying to create more laws. Let's get rid of the bad laws. Let's get rid of the bad institutions, the bad government agencies that are putting in bureaucracy and wasting people's time and money. So, so yeah, I, I, on that end, the Republicans promise limited government, but all they keep doing is giving us more government. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's right. Francis Case's Tim, regular gas was out at a rural gas station and Whoa. limited to $35 in a suburban rural one in Ohio. Whoa. Yeah. I definitely want to look at that. I, I know wow. in rural uh, North, Northern California, he had like nine bucks. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah no. And um, um, was it Mendocino? Yeah. Mendocino County. But it was like yeah. 960 or something <laughs> or more. I was just up wow. there. And the, and the thing is, you won't see a gas station for my, 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 miles, but not even to the next county sometimes. So, uh, yeah, those those rural parts of the country are going to get real, real impacted by the gas. What about Tesla chargers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what, oh, yeah. I forgot. Just just buy a Tesla. It's a solution. Gunfather <laughs> Precision says red flag laws are nothing more than a vehicle to introduce precedent that will destroy due process. Do you guys see that PolitiFact where it's like, ignore rumors that red flag laws don't uh, uh, bypass due process yeah. and that a, an ex-spouse can file a red flag if they have a grudge. Literally happened. They're like, um, but I'm just like, all right, imagine what they're claiming is true. An ex-spouse calls the police and says, you know, my, my significant other is violent and dangerous, run a red flag. And they go, we can't do that. That's fake news. What if the woman's actually a victim? Like, what if there's a, a wife whose husband was beating her and so she calls and says, take his guns away. He's beating me. He's going to kill me. And the cops go, nah, nah, you're just a white wife with a grudge. Sorry, we're not doing that. Or what if you have a woman whose husband is beating her or is, you know, being uh, attacked or threatened by some other man and she wants to get a gun to protect herself. So he goes to the authorities and says, you know, I'm really worried about this woman. Here's some like fabricated evidence I can show you to show she's dangerous. And then her guns get taken. Mm-hmm. She can't yep. defend herself. Yep. Red flag laws are stop and frisk on steroids. They're going to kick doors in on people who don't even have guns. Someone's going to be like, this family has a gun. They're going to go, okay. And they're going to go in. And they're like, it's got due process. People need to present evidence to the court. And it's like, is it adversarial? Do I get a summons and then go to court and say, it's not true, Your Honor? And more importantly, why should I have to justify owning property? Why should I have to be called into court to justify why I own property? And so there is, uh, they're going to make this argument they've, they've always made. I think, uh, Aaron McKinter posted this the other day. I had, uh, an article on Substack I didn't read yet, but he tweeted about it basically saying what the left generally does when they have control over these systems is they will create a set of rules that they claim is going to be impartial or, or will be impartially applied. Then they basically stack the system with people who lean the same way they do and will always decide uh, against the claim of the right-leaning person whenever there's sort of an edge case. And so, I mean, we see this with Twitter, right? Twitter's Twitter's actually their their codified rules have an explicit anti-conservative bias, but every single time you bring this up to left-wing people or even the folks at Twitter, they'll say, "Well, no, there's no bias. Conservatives just break the rules more often." And right. that's exactly what's going to happen with red flag laws. Exactly. Mm. All right. Late night HVAC says, as James Lindsay says, we are living in Herbert Marcuse world. He wrote that the left must always be tolerated. Every violence and the right and the right speech must always be shut down. We are living in Marcuse world. Mm-hmm. That's oh, there what James you go. Lindsay says. That's what it says right there, as James Lindsay says. Hey, there you go. Iggy the Incubus says regarding the BLM riots of 2020, the big question is how do we peacefully counter literal state-sponsored terror? It leaves me speechless. Controlling words, controlling minds by Michael Knowles. <laughs> Why right. would you do that? Just selling more books for Michael Knowles. 
He's the last guy you want to sell more books. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna come out and be like, "Stop, please! I've sold too many I books. Have too much money. I have too much money. Too much money. Please, let me be." All right, all right. The K KL Tanker says, "I watch on Spotify normally. Episode five forty nine has been chopped up and it skips and repeats itself around fifty forty four forty seven twenty six fifty one forty one sixteen. Was there editing in that? No, never edit." Weird. Yeah. It's jumping looked. around yeah. strangely. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. We just upload them. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Grofty says buck buck. That is it. That is actually true. It buck, is buck, buck, very buck, true. Buck, yeah. buck, buck. Noah Zork says Tim, name your new clothing clothing line. Credible threads. Credible threads. Uh-huh. I like that. That's a good band name. All right. Gene Shirt says, don't let aggressive emotional control freaks take your ability to self-preservation in an imperfect world. Equitable defense means the weak need guns. That's right. That's True correct. equity. We yeah. have to make sure everybody has guns. Okay. Everybody should have a gun that's as powerful as the person with the most powerful weapon has. You know what I mean? So yeah. if one guy has a 50 BMG, you know, crew served, everyone has to have one. That's equity. I like that. That is equity. I just want to be with a bazooka like someone just intrudes my head. Boom. That's right. Yeah. All right. Wrath of Paul says things are going to get spicy as we get closer to the midterms. Desperate Dems will do anything to stay in power. Any crisis will be exploited to try to win votes or maybe even Texas. postpone the election. Mm-hmm. We're already seeing that with the uh, Uvalde shooting. We've been trying to report on it. The Texas Democrats are raising millions upon millions off that shooting. And a lot of money is coming from Washington, D.C. that a coincidence? Beto mm-hmm. showed up less than 24 hours yep. to go put his finger in Governor Greg Abbott's face. Literally politicizing the dead children. That's like <coughs> and they're making on it. They're making and they use fundraising on it. He was literally fundraising yep. on that. Mill- uh, literally, Savvy J says, "Wishing the greatest president ever a very happy birthday. Enjoy your special day, President Trump." That's it's, right. Oh, dang. I it thought, they, I thought they were Trump's talking birthday. about uh, Kim Jong-un. No. <laughs> it is also Flag Day, which I've always oh, found right. very funny. Mm. Strange. Ben Hickson says, Raish al Ghul and the League of Shadow... The League of Shadows have infiltrated everything to burn it all down. I think the left politicians do what in do what in the moment gives them the most power and money, aka the short sighted. I agree. I agree. All right. Ultra Maga says I'm in SoCal. Got my Minds event ticket for June 25th. Also looking forward to your guests tomorrow. I won't spoil it and say who they are. Get better, Tim. Well, I mean, Prager already tweeted it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Prager's coming. Uh, Dennis Prager. That's right. Tweeted out he'd be on the show tomorrow. I'm stoked to meet him. And I was like, oh, cool. He made a video. And he's he's like, like, I'm Dennis Prager. I'll be on TimCast. I'm going to be on Tim Pool's <laughs> show. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He is. I, was, I was like, oh, he's coming on. I'm like sitting in bed. <laughs> no, we knew he was coming. All right. Stan T. Stan 2 says, please ask Jorge about the Soros-backed fund taking over 18 prominent Hispanic radio stations, making sure it's hard leftist ideology. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. We we did. And um, a lot of my friends work in Spanish conservative media, and that's something that they're trying to keep an eye on. But like I said, I actually think if you guys are looking at that, it's a good sign. That means they're, that the, they're losing the Hispanic vote. And like I said, turn on Univision, Telemundo right now. You think you're watching Fox News. So the Hispanics, shout out to them, 26%, baby. Well, you know, it's, it's no wonder because they're trying to take this really like – niche religion for upper class white people and force it onto every minority community. That's basically what like the far left woke politics are. I'm telling you, CRT, all that transgender stuff is a gift. Gift. That turns off Hispanic voters quicker than anything. Mm -hmm. All right. What to say? Asim Solutions. Tim, your comment about only one side being punished is discussed as a major factor in rebellions by both Cambridge University and Mm -hmm. Army War College studies on revolutions in the Cold War. 
They are doing this on purpose. Well, we'll see, I suppose. All right, what do we got? Depay Romantic, oh, I see, says, you should consider getting translations on your website so that you can reach Spanish-speaking people. Put all the articles in Spanish. That's a good question. Hey, sí. Google translates Civil yeah. War. Es bueno. Es, yeah, uh, Tercas en Español. I like that. Base. Joe Biden, no es bueno. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Love That's it. it. Bilingual. Tim Amundo. Yeah. Tim Amundo. <laughs> <laughs> no me gusta el Great Reset, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Your Spanish is very good. John Shaw says, Tim, why have there been so many food plants in the U.S. that have burned down this year? Also, these times are reminding me of Jimmy Carter's presidency into Reagan. Biden as Carter, DeSantis as the new Reagan, Cold War with China. Um, I don't know if more food plants have burned down than normal. Yeah. Just people are paying attention to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that because I've been doing some reporting in California, um, the farmers that I've been interviewing in California are very worried because the state of California is already restricting their water. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're already telling me that they, they think that we'll see some food shortages pretty soon. So scary oh, stuff. Boy. Asim Solution says everyone should read No Other Way Out by John Goodwin. And the political context behind successful revolutionary movements, the case studies by the DOD. Very interesting. Swaxo says, hey, Tim, any thoughts on starting a segment highlighting defensive use of firearm stories? I feel like 2A could use some positive coverage. Mother defends family from invaders. Yeah. I mean, there's always opportunities with stories like that. We're, we're, we're uh, trying to launch a brand channel, which would be a YouTube channel just for the website. So we'd have a whole variety of content and we could probably do a series on that. We just got to get to the point where we can get it up and running requires hiring people and that requires money and we're going into a recession and so you know things might not be going so well but i think we'll be all right we'll see what happens if y'all sign up as members we'll continue to do our work that's right d pat says who would lead the people in a revolution or equivalent event how would the people know what the plan is without organization the people will get trampled uh, i posted a meme about this oh yeah on instagram oh that's right you can go to instagram.com slash timcast and get your answer because it was the last thing i posted mm-hmm. who will lead well, I posted that meme, Tim Cast on Instagram, and you'll see Go it. Go find out. Yeah. And then you'll laugh. <laughs> All right. Ball Sacks says, that's right, Ball Sacks says. Great name. Anyway. <laughs> they are not taking away our rights. Humans cannot take away God-given rights. Y'all should have the guys from the 10th Amendment Center on. Uh, no, they can yes, infringe upon them. We should have those Inf- Infringe upon them. Bug HQ says right out the gate with our bug bugs and pod slogan. Ask yourself, where will you get your bugs? Bug HQ has got you covered. Pod's coming soon. No, it's true. I mean, look, if the government starts feeding us bugs, they're going to have a bug shortage in like three months. <laughs> right. I, There's going to be bug inflation. We yeah. should we should uh, <laughs> legit contract someone to make us a pod with like a cricket dispenser in it. Oh, my gosh. As like a gag. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's where Luke will stay. And then you well, sleep with the chickens, okay, Seamus? You stop Look, it. I and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's fine. Get up with the chickens. They warn me when there are enemies coming. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "I'm in a civil war with my toilet after Taco Tuesday." Oh, no. <laughs> what are you? That's eating? my type of guy, right there. Taco Bell. <laughs> that's my type of guy. <laughs> I respect it. I'm a. That's a civil war. I took on nightly. Actually. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Okay. <laughs> Smells like updog in here says, have you guys What's seen the dog? Florida 13th? <laughs> have you guys seen the Florida 13th congressional GOP primary? One candidate wanted to murder Anna Paulina Luna oh, yeah, yeah. and talked about putting a hit out on her. And now his defense attorney is running in his place. You have to have Anna Paulina Luna on the sh- on to talk about it. It's nuts. That wow. was a crazy story. I actually even made mainstream media, like political wow. actually reported on it. And uh, 
actually helped Diana plenty. She's been fundraising like crazy, and she looks like she might win her seat. Good for her. All right. John Shaw says, there is a market among uh, among us young people, I'm 22, for authenticity. We will literally vote for Logan Paul before we vote for an establishment fool on either side. Mm-hmm. I totally hear that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, a, I, I'm, I I'm on that train, too. Yep. That's how Trump got in. Mm-hmm. Matt says, even though y'all rip on Luke all the time, I met him back in my Ron Paul days, and I'm so happy he uh, he it, he is back on the show. He's back on the show. Love seeing principled people remain so. Hey, real quick, Tim. Uh, we got to mention this honorable mention. Savannah Hernandez was banned today. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Off yeah. of Twitter for her third time, I think, just for being a reporter. Um, so everyone, if you guys can go follow her on her Truth Social, that's at Sav Says, and her YouTube channel. Obviously, Savannah Hernandez. So we just want to support people that get banned that. Yep. Uh, and get silenced. So uh, we well, love well, Savannah. Well, thanks love for her. taking away my moment there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we love Savannah that. Hernandez. Uh, Vermin Supreme also got taken down yeah, a couple days ago, crazy. which so is rude. absolutely. I, I went to the Rainbow Gathering with him. Awesome dude. And but uh, what what does he say that's like bannable? Well, he's like a you know he he likes comedy and humor and yeah. that, that's outlawed now. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, Savannah actually got banned just for interviewing people at, at Pride here in DC. And at, she asked him like, you know, what do you identify as? And people were like, oh, I don't even know. So and just what, for her posting other people's answers, she and one of the, one of the posts, one of Savannah's posts, um, was those interviews. It was almost at a million views, and in the caption it said, "Pray for this generation." Hmm. So it's like. What a horrible thing to what say. What a horrible thing to say. Pray what for a big let's, let's read this one from Fer, uh, Farrell. One third of the Maryland legislature was arrested in 1861 because of secession. However, the body was refusing to finance the war and openly declared Lincoln a tyrant. Pro-war candidates then swept new election. Wow. Whoa. Good little history lesson there. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get crazy. <clears throat> Igloo Wi-Fi says, hey, Tim, I love the show, and I agree that younger people are fed up. That's why I filed with the FEC for the House in Texas 25th, putting up a platform and grassrooting my campaign. Keep on doing good. Excuse me. Not my backwards and I got hiccups. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Riot Squad in the House. Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. Riot Why Squad, baby. All right. Illumin says, Tim, you should get billboard in the rhino gun grabbers districts to let people know what they're voting for. We could do that, too. We could do that, too. All right. Duder76 says, Biden is forming a credit reporting system under the CFPB. This would give the government all the info that goes into your credit score. Sounds like the beginning of a social credit system. Mm. Oh, let him have it. Let him have it. A social credit system? I mean, I think they're already, what, swooping in our, in our bank accounts if Don't we have more than like 600 bucks. Yeah. yeah. But I was told by fact checkers they wouldn't do anything bad with that. So. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. Take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. The fact checkers know what's best for us. The, yes. the ministry of truth. Amen. Yes. Amen. LeCharles says a random brainwashed dude up here in Quebec won $70 million of the lottery ticket and swore to give $7 million to Ukraine in the news. Oh, my pro- God. Only 10%? Is real. Yeah. What What's a wrong with him? Give the, the whole lot. Yeah. He should, he should give the 70 and keep the 7. We should, <laughs> just, we should just rename our country to Ukraine. That's yeah. what we should do. Yeah. And we should make base. Yeah. What a yeah. base take. Right? I love it. That's yeah, base, bro. Good. See? <laughs> I'm going to do well in this yeah. regime. <laughs> You're going to be great. Yeah. yeah, dude. I got great ideas. Ricky. Like Ricky L. Hendricks says, had an idea to include Timcast article headline and subtitle with your Times Square billboard. People would be curious to see what the article says. You can't. 
there's laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's strict rules on what you can and can't advertise. So overtly political things you can't do. Mm-hmm. And then I – how would they find the article is the challenge, right? It's just like go to TimCast.com. Too much to read and you only get 10 seconds. So, But um, most most billboards everywhere will will not approve ads that have certain words. Like many won't take the word politics. Just outright. And we ours, ours, our billboard says culture, news, politics. So mm. this one approved us. Yep. Surprising. Tim, my friend, says, for the idea that we will come together when authoritarianism comes knocking, remember that people in Gulag still believed they would be absolved. Gulag archipelago, Alexander Sol- Solzhenitsyn. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thinks like they'll like this is what everyone does. They're like, well, when the mob comes down the street, I'll just keep my head down and they won't come to my house. And then they do. Well, this is exactly why family members would sell out other family members because they're like, I can get in good with the bosses. It'll be fine. I just need to sell out a few more people. One in five people were informants. Well, Lydia, we actually, we saw a little bit of that with January 6th. We saw family members turning their own family members in. "Mm." That takes so little. Very little. Thomas Colnan says, did you know that disco record sales were up 400% for the year ending 1976? If these trends continue, a disco stew. (laughs) (laughs) a good super chat but yeah, when that joke was made it was like 1996 you know so now it's <laughs> an even cool. crazier joke <laughs> all right gary langley also men- mentions the gulag archipelago is it archipel- archipelago archipelago i'm always pronouncing that wrong archipelago archipelago there, <laughs> yeah. there were still true believer communists in the gulags that's there was right. no oh, turning absolutely. back for some pray for them that's, that's right. right yep Cody Lilico says, my town is recently found, uh, found out a Bill Gates related entity bought 13 million crops and the town is making a Chinese wet corn mill in our city limits. And it's across from the Grand Forks Air Force Base. That's really nice. Wow, that's weird. All right. Taka Kays says, Tim, been listening for a few years. Retired combat medic. Every gun law except the Second Amendment is illegal. The only way they'll ever get my guns from me is from my cold, dead hands. You know, what What if there was a law, because we had Michael Mouse and he was like, all, all gun laws are unconstitutional. And I was like, what if they pass a law saying they have to give you a gun? Ooh. Then there would be a gun shortage in like two weeks. Dude, if the federal <laughs> government was in charge of providing people with guns, they would just completely destroy the gun supply. And they'd be they ridiculously can't expensive. Anything. The price yeah, exactly. would skyrocket. Yeah. Exactly. They, ca- they literally cannot do anything. Flo says, $15 a gallon after November if Democrats win a congressional supermajority. Knowing how they always get their way, though, it'll probably get to $20 by this time next year, regardless. Yeah. Republicans are going to come out and they're going to be like, we've compromised with Democrats to raise gas only to $16 a gallon. <laughs> Ten principled Republicans sell out their districts. Mm-hmm. What's that one like clip of Biden like saying, you need a little breathing room. You need a little breathing room. My dad used to say, we got to give the people a little breathing room. A little, little <laughs> breathing. You, could, you guys could YouTube. Is it's the recent? weirdest. He says it like oh, like oh, throughout the years. So All right. Oh, it reminds me of that. Is, it's like, it'll be at $20, but give him a little breathing room. Yeah, it's $16. Zen, yeah. Zen Main says the red wave is coming. All thanks to the tampon shortage. Well, you know, when, when I've been hearing when, the red wave is coming for 30 years. Really but when women really see that there's a shortage, they're going to vote Republican. So certainly that'll make the red wave, you know, even bigger. Why? What, what did you think he meant? I don't know. I was voting Republican, of course. Right. The they're gonna vote Repo- <laughs> These women are mostly Democrats. They're going to be like, I got to vote Republican because there's a shortage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red wave. That's right. Red wave. I got All right. AVB 19D <laughs> says, what's going on, crew? Luke, who's the best NBA duo ever? Obviously, Stockton Malone, right? Nope. Also, Tim has 
Tim, been a stretch therapist for four years. Need to hire me to make sure you can keep skating. I, I got I got hurt by sleeping. Like I didn't even skate the day before. It's like we were just like hanging out and we went and like played pool and then I went to bed and woke up and I'm like, I can't move. Because it was like cold in the room or something stupid. Like what? with the AC on what? full blast. Who do you think is the best duo? Oh, it's Kobe and Shaq. Come on. This is LA Lakers. Yeah, you didn't know that, Luke. Yeah, you didn't know that. Kobe and Shaq. You're a little biased. You're from California. Over Jordan and Pippen? Kobe Oh, yeah, yeah. Kobe and Shaq, baby. Really? All right. Let's, little, little's pressure washing says, hey, Tim, any recommendations for a good survival download app? We got the idea from you, buddy. Us, the goats, and the chickens send our support and thanks. Oh. What's a good survival app, Luke? Let me see what um, I got on my phone. Well, there's a number of people coming together and, and bringing forward videos and documents teaching people how to homestead, how to have their own farms. Um, I, I don't know an exact one off, off of the I top of my I just have one called head. Survival Manual. But uh, there's a bunch of stuff that you should definitely download and have as a physical copy um, just in case. Just in case you lose connection or there's energy outages, you should have something in physical form that you can look at that will teach you basic um, uh, medical procedures, uh, basic ways to grow your own food and raise your own livestock. So I have this app. It's just called Survival Manual. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I tell I tell people to download my videos on my Survival Apocalypse uh, training courses. Uh, and they, they could very easily do that and have a copy. Yo, but, but this app is really amazing. It's got, yeah. it's psychology, power, planning, kits, apps, medicine, oh, yeah. shelter, water, fire, food, plants, poisonous plants, animals, tools, desert, tropical, cold, sea, water crossing, di- how to find your directions, yep. man-made hazards. This yep. is amazing. We go through very similar things in my program as well. Well, sure, sure, sure. Yep. I'm also saying download the app. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Download the app, download the information, <clears throat> and have it on, on a physical copy because Print there might out, be a yeah. time where you can't go online. Yeah. Yep. No power. Yep. You'll have your phone. You'll be like, if only I could turn it on. <laughs> I know if I could eat this berry or not. <laughs> <laughs> and then you die. It's like, what was it? The Into the Wild guy had like it, it had like a seed and it had like stripes, and he read the book and thought it was edible, but he got sick and then died. Oh, no. Oh. Yep. You know, you, you know, I, they, I, I was reading how to survive and it said you can eat leaves. What you do is the first thing you do is you take the leaf and you rub it on your skin. Then you wait five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Then you rip the leaf open, rub it on your skin with the exposed side, wait five, 10 minutes. Nothing happens. Then you bite a small piece and chew on it and wait mm. five, 10 minutes. If nothing happens, <laughs> then you eat the leaf. Then you wait five, 10 more minutes. If nothing happens, eat some leaves. I'm not yeah. saying you should do that. I'm saying look it up. But I was watching a video on it. Yeah. Cause I watched That's a deer nice. eating leaves in, in the yard and I was like, can we eat those? Do they taste good? Because I eat spinach. Yeah, you know? true. That's yeah. true. Kale. Put, put Caesar dressing on it. Yeah, that'd be some, great. Some eggs. Dandelions. You will eat the plants. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make fried dandelion. Dandelions apparently mm-hmm. are like a normal thing to eat in Appalachia. So That's like the right. the pilgrims brought it over Medi- because it was medicinal, and now it's like a weed everywhere. But apparently, it tastes good. It tastes like mushrooms. You take the the top of the flowering part when it's yellow, and you fry it, and you eat it. No joke. Yep. I might try that. I yeah, I had. Uh, and rice I bought time. some dandelion tea. Legit, the best tea I've ever had. I was I was surprised. Yeah, it's good Ian talks about dandelion tea, and I was like, "What? They're weeds?" And he's like, "No, they're good." Yeah, they're great, yeah. And then I was like, "Okay, so I bought some." And seriously, it's so it's so good. I had some. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, David Toronto says Bernie is and was a scammer. Things would be worse. Biden told us what he was going to do. Y'all fell for his BS. Mm. I disagree. For Bernie I think, or Biden? I think. Thing, I mean. I don't know how much worse he can get right now. I know. Yeah, right? I, 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 I it's gonna get that. worse. Wait, just wait. You don't have to know. It's coming. It's nice knowing you, boys. It's coming. What do we got here? 
Rod Undefined Rod says, we can't eat bugs. We already have a bug shortage with a lack of pollinators. That's right. I don't know. You just take a piece of wood, you put it down the ground, and, and you, you pick it up the next day, and there's bugs, and you eat them. It's like Lion King. Yeah, you know how this works. You shouldn't eat bugs. <laughs> do uh, the, the main issue is, like, you need to, like, grow. Like, if you're going to eat bugs, you've got to grow them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go out in the middle of the woods, just eat random stuff, I, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Too, yeah. All right. Misanthropic says, love your work, dude. Wish we had something like this in Australia. Ever thought of going international? I would not know how to do that. Yeah, you, you need someone who knows Australia. It's not me. Have someone translate your articles into Australian. Yeah. That's a good point. Right, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe Biden's no good, huh? It's going to be, it's going to be a civil war. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that what they British. sound like? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. Close enough. All right, All right we'll, we'll grab one more here. Elliot says, best book I have is called Back to Basics. Everything from building cabins to sustainable farming to useful household crafts. Amazing. My friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show up for you. It'll be published around 11 p.m. It is not family-friendly. It is the after-hour show. And so uh, definitely check that out. Become a member at TimCast. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow me everywhere at TimCast. Follow me on Instagram. Drew, you want to shout anything out? Yes, you guys can follow my work, uh, Real-Time Reporting, on Twitter, Drew H Live, Getter, and all that other good stuff. And watch my show Monday through Friday, Frontlines, powered by Turning Point USA on the Turning Point USA channel. Perfect. And then, yeah, guys, follow me on Twitter is Jorge Ventura Media. Instagram is Jorge Ventura TV. We have a lot of good coverage. Frontlines, Border. We're going to be back at the border pretty soon doing that. Also, at the Daily Color, we're working on a few documentaries. We just released Cartelville last year on the drug cartels in California. We're actually working and editing. It's already shot. On a new documentary up in Northern California, we kind of follow the drug cartels up there, and they're more Asian-dominated, so I think you guys will find that fascinating. But yeah, we're breaking news all real time, always on the ground, so I think you guys will like it. So, uh, bien trabajar, mi hermanos y vatos. My survival class is up on <laughs> LukeUncensored.com. I speak a lot about nutrition, gut health, bettering yourself. I'm glad it's not a Spanish class. Doing <laughs> is it in Spanish? We're though, doing a giveaway it. today, and we got a forum all hey, on LukeUncensored.com. Luke. Bueno trabajo, mi gringo. Hey. <laughs> no, me, me llamo es Leon Patron. <laughs> Okay. okay yeah, Leon Patron, I like that. That's name. where I go around. I, I literally go around Acapulco screaming, Leon Patron aquí! <laughs> and, uh, I have a lot of fun in, in Acapulco. But yeah, separate story. My name is Seamus Coughlin. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We create cartoons. Uh, every, we release one every single week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week. You guys are about to get a bunch of cartoons if you go over there and subscribe. We're going to be releasing a lot, uh, next week. Also, we just launched a website, freedomtunes.com. So if you want to help support independent content creators, myself and my team, the people putting these videos together who are trying to challenge the dominant media culture, go over there, become a member for five bucks a month. You'll get extra cartoons and you'll be helping us fight the good fight. Uh, this evening did not disappoint. It never does with Jorge or Drew. It's always very exciting. Thank you guys so much again for coming. I really appreciate it. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz. And all my socials, including my cat, are over on SarahPatchlitz.me. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.